KISS 92.5 Studios in Toronto, Canada. This is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey, I'm Sean Mendez. This is Selena Gomez. Drizzy Drake. Taylor Swift. Post Malone. Camila Cabello. This is Ed Sheeran. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Right here. Turn up. My boys, Roz, Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. I can feel uh, Between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. 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 You guys are so funny, man. In the almost 11 years of us doing the Raza Mocha Show, yes, sir. This is the first time I can confidently say that I hate something about the Raza Mocha Show. <laughs> and it's this New Game Alert. New Game Alert. Okay. This is Snapped. Beautiful. I love it. I love it. Oh, I hate this game so uh, much. So, Snapped uh, works. It's a trivia head to head between Maury and Mocha. The loser, instead of getting pinched, because this game used to be pinched, now it's snapped. So you and Maury uh, have red, tight red rubber bands around your necks. You look like a couple of sorority sisters from a 90s rom-com. <laughs> okay. Oh, come on, you can't sit with us. L- little choker collars. <laughs> and how this is going to work is I will uh, give out two categories. You guys will pick a category, then we'll go on to the questions. Get a question wrong and you get snapped, meaning you will hook your thumb underneath the elastic, stretch it out a full arm length, yeah. and then let it go and you get snapped. You know the last time we played this game, yes. I had a welt on my neck, like right here, right on the right side, and it was there for like two days. Right, it was bad. Okay, really bad. Okay, I had one too. My husband never noticed. What's that? Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't like looking at you, bro. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, but so, uh, Maury, can for me and everybody listening, if you could uh, hit your buzzer, please. Do you want to hear my buzzer? Yes. Okay, and Mocha, your buzzer. More your buzzer. Mocha, your buzzer. Okay, so Mocha's is the lower tone buzzer for anybody listening and playing along at home. Okay, gentlemen, your categories are parents just don't understand, where I will give you a famous name, you tell me their famous parents. Okay. Oh my God, that's impossible. Okay, and then uh, the second category is rhymes with pride. Rhymes with pride. Okay. Uh, Maury, I will let you choose the first category today. Rhymes with pride. Rhymes with pride. Here we go. Question number one. Oh my God, I hate this game. Okay. When the ocean comes in and out. Mocha. Tide. Correct. Oh, I was going to say not that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Maury, here we go. Hook your thumb under full arm length out. (laughs) Oh, I want to run away from this. Go. Watch the swear words, Maury. I don't want to <laughs> accidentally miss out on a bleep. Oh, boy. All right, well, that's the game. Thanks. Okay, there we go. Uh, question number two in Rhymes with Pride. Usually wearing white at a wedding. Mocha. Bride. Correct. Oh, man, that's not good. Can you not buzz so quick? Okay, Maury, out you go. Get your other hand out of there. Oh, Mocha! <laughs> 
Maury went for the other side too because I, I think that the first side is in so much pain. Even out the pain. Okay, here okay. we go. Hold uh, on, hold on, hold okay, on. Okay, Mocha, are you ready? Yeah. Okay, Maury, are you ready? Yeah. Uh, Colonel Sanders was known for this chicken. Maury. He was known for this chicken. Pride. Um, Four, three, two, one. Mocha for the steel. Fried. Fried. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Maury. Actually, Maury, get your other hand out of no, there. No. Get your other hand out of there. <laughs> yeah, your whole body shakes. Huh? It's the worst. Oh, Maury just got up from his chair. He's doing his pacing around the room right now. <laughs> Last question. It rhymes with pride. Uh, the question goes like this. Maury probably did this the last time he talked to his husband. Maury. Oh, lied! Yes. <laughs> Yo, and you said that with such pride. <laughs> okay. Okay, Mocha. Oh, okay. Here we go. Okay. I hate this game so much. (sighs) (laughs) I felt that. Uh, All right, moving on to the category of parents just don't understand. I will give you a famous name. It hurts so much. I will give you a famous name. You tell me their famous parents. Oh, God. You tell me their famous parents. Here we go. Gentlemen, are you ready? Mm -hmm. Courtney Kardashian. Maury. Um, uh, Mrs. Kardashian. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Kardashian. Oh, 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 I don't know. One. Mocha for the steel. Okay, so there's Kris Jenner. Yes. And if you want to go like original, original, Robert Kardashian. Correctamundo. Maury, you're up. All the way out. No, all the, all the way out, all the way out, Maury, all the way out. If you look at the left side of Maury's neck, yeah. it's starting to raise. <laughs> the skin's raising there, yeah. Oh, man. Okay, first question. Okay, uh, question two, and parents just don't understand. I'll give you the famous name. You tell me their famous parents. Rumor Willis. Mocha. Bruce Willis, Demi Moore. Correctamundo. <laughs> Bruce Willis and Demi Moore. Maury, you're up. <laughs> uh, All the way out, Maury. <laughs> oh, what are you doing, man, with that? You can't be dropping that. Oh, dude, it just comes out. You need the show canceled, <laughs> dude. Okay. Uh, one more. One more uh, for the category of uh, parents just and understand. I will give you the famous name. You tell me their famous parents. Dakota Johnson. Uh, Maury. Don Johnson. I don't know the mom. Five, four, three, two. One. Mocha for the steel. Isn't it Goldie Hawn and Don Johnson? No, both of you got it wrong, so that's the game, gentlemen. (laughs) (laughs) Tiebreaker. What was the tiebreaker? Okay, I'll give you one more game. What do you mean, tiebreaker? First of all, you lost. You lost more. Do you wanna you wanna lose one more time right now, Maury? I know I wanna win. Do you wanna no you can't win the game, Maury? You've lost too many questions. Just keep going. What's the score, Shem? Five to one, Mocha. Okay, it's five to one, Mocha. <laughs> okay, Maury, here's the thing, though. Do you really want to risk? No, I thought we were tied. No, the game over! <laughs> <laughs> That's how you play Snap. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I thought this was a really good idea up until like two seconds ago, and now I'm second-guessing the whole thing.
What? So last week we were talking about, you were talking about how much you miss your parents, right? Yeah. And because you can't see your parents, but then they started opening up all these other things like um, chiropractors and physio and massage therapists. And you were like, wait a second, you can go get a massage, but you can't see your dad. And then I said, well, why don't you guys just book a couple's massage? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> okay, which you didn't seem all that interested in. Uh, and then, um, so what happened was Maury called your parents to get their opinion on it. Oh, no, did you really? <laughs> You're such a... Oh. Like I said, this was a great idea up until two minutes ago. Now I'm regretting the whole thing. Hello? Hey, Mom, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm good. What's happening? What's what's oh. a crack a lacking? Oh, God. Oh, God, we're stay, we have to stay at home. I know. Are you making the best of it? Oh, yeah. Is, uh, <laughs> is uh, Papa Vern there? Can I talk to him for a sec? Sure. Okay. Hold on. Hello? Dad, how are you? <laughs> Oh, not bad. How are you? I'm good. What's going on, man? Oh, nothing much. I'm walking at home. Would you do a couple's massage with Mocha? Um, of course. <laughs> I don't mind that. It's yeah. nothing to be shameful about. <laughs> or to be shy about. Fair. Would it, like, during a massage, do you, do you fall asleep or do you moan? Like, what's your thing? No, no. I, I just... Enjoy the music. Yeah? It's, or, or the video or whatever. The video. Oh, video. You know, Roz really likes, you know, what he doesn't video? like a massage. He likes to get his butt tickled. Is that? Are you the same way? Do you like to get your butt tickled? Uh, no, not really, no. Oh, okay. I concentrate on the massage. Oh, you don't really like to get tickled? Uh, not really. I'm kind of ticklish. <laughs> so is Mocha. <laughs> <laughs> now, I mean, how much do you must be missing your son so much right now? Oh, yes. Well, so good to talk to you, okay? Nice talking to you, oh, too. Can, can you put mom back on? Okay, hold on. Hello. Okay, so uh, I guess the only way Mocha and Vern are going to get to see each other is if they do a couple's massage. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so uh, Vern's up for it, so maybe we'll set it up. Mocha and okay. uh, Mocha and dad, couple's massage day. Oh, all right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I got tears in my eyes. That was very funny. <laughs> your poor dad. What video is your dad also, watching during a massage? I don't want to know. What? I, I don't know, Dad. I'm not going to be bringing that up with him at all. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Thinking back to relationships that you've been in, can you remember if there were any deal breakers? Um, For example, I dated this girl in high school, and at the time, she wasn't allowed to have a boyfriend or even talk to guys on the phone. So we had to, <laughs> okay. we Those, had to like okay. secretly speak to one another on I the phone. I gotcha, I gotcha, yes. Um, I dated a lot of girls whose fathers didn't like me. Oh, okay. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was usually the deal breaker. Oh, damn. <laughs> you know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I was, I, <laughs> I was usually the deal breaker. It was always usually, well, we can date if my if you get along with my dad, which rarely happened. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. So I was usually somebody else's deal breaker. Damn, Maury? My deal breaker was I dated this guy once. He would never let me sleep on the bed. I had to sleep on the floor. Who, Matthew? <laughs> 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 Isn't that happening? 
sleeping right now? You I can't tend, sleep in the bed? You gotta sleep on the couch? I tend to sort of, I guess, get drawn to men that like to have me sleep on the floor. Uh, so this is what BuzzFeed basically put out the same question to people. And here are the replies that they got. Things people learned about their partner's families that yes. were deal breakers. Yes. Okay. My ex's family had this tradition of insulting the birthday boy or girl while they sat silently eating a slice of cake. <laughs> the rules were you I could love say it. anything and they just had to take it. When it was my ex's sister's birthday, they said really awful things to her. <laughs> <laughs> and then turned to me, and as I sat there, shocked, they said, don't you have anything to add? Play the game with us. And I was like, no, nah, man, I just met all of you yesterday. <laughs> Can we do that here? <laughs> That's a crazy one. Oh, my By God. By the way, feel free to text us at 925-555 if you have anything to add. Things people learned about their partner's families that were deal breakers. I once went on a couple of dates with a guy on my block who I found out lived in a tiny studio apartment the size of a small single-car garage with his mom. He was 25, and they also shared a bed. Oh, wow. Yeah, deal breaker. My high school boyfriend's mother splashed holy water on me because I had, quote, <laughs> the devil's fingerprints all over me. I do not miss that woman. <laughs> I once stopped seeing a girl because her parents wanted me to go to church with them. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah my Sundays. <laughs> Come on my, now. That's my hangover day. Come on now. <laughs> Uh, another reply to this, uh, my ex's sister told me she'd break my neck if I, if I didn't like her. And his mom said I was pretty, but would be prettier if I got a nose job. Wow. <laughs> wow. Moms. Deal breaker, right? Moms. When I first went over to my ex's parents' house for dinner, I did the polite thing and offered to help clean up after eating. I ended up doing... All the washing up for a six-person dinner alone. <laughs> when I was 18, I met my boyfriend's mother after a couple of weeks of dating. She freaked out, told me I was the perfect girlfriend, and immediately started asking when we were going to get married. Oh, yeah. That too. Mm -hmm. I was at my boyfriend's house when his dad went outside to do donuts in the snow with his big truck. When I told my ex it was weird, he got really defensive. Meanwhile, his dad hit a tree and dented his bumper. <laughs> 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 and finally, uh, this is according to BuzzFeed, things people learned about their partner's families that were deal breakers. I dated a guy whose family spent their summers at a nudist colony. Oh. I never knew anyone in real life who'd been to one, let alone someone who spent a few months a year there. Yuck. Oh, a few months a year at a nudist colony. <laughs> oh, I uh, I knew a girl. We weren't dating, but we were really good friends. And, you, you know, you think that maybe something could lead to something else. And her dad, speaking of deal breakers, um, chewed tobacco. Yeah. And always had a can with him that he'd spit it in. Oh, gross. Yeah. Like or, a spittoon. Or, or a plastic cup with a piece of paper towel in the bottom of it. Yeah. That he would spit it in. It was always like in the car Ew. or like at the table, at the like on the count. Like you'd go over and watch a movie and it would just like leave it on the side of the table oh, and you'd go gross. to bed. That's yeah. Not gross. <laughs> oh, deal breaker for sure. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Happy National Repeat Day. Happy National Repeat Day. Happy National Repeat Day. Happy National Repeat Day. Oh, here we go. Today's the day to try and try again, repeat a task, or play a repeating game. David Mori decided to play a repeating game. David Mori decided to play a repeating game. David Mori decided to play a repeating game. Oh, wow. And he made some cold calls. 
across the country. Just to play a repeating game. Just to play a repeating game. Just to play a repeating game. Wow. Hello? 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 What? What? What do you mean, what? <laughs> what do you mean, what? Maury, what the hell? <laughs> Maury, what the hell? I don't have time for this. I don't have what do time you want? for this. I don't, what do you want? I know you're in the other room right now. I know so you're in the other room right now. I don't understand. No, like, really. Like, this is what you get paid to do all day? I'm busy. This is like, what, what you want. Want. <laughs> Happy National Repeat Day. <laughs> Repeat this. Repeat this. Poor Matthew. <laughs> Husband must be so mad. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. No, really, I'm eating dinner. Who is this? No, really, I'm eating dinner. Who is this? Who is this? Who is this? Okay, I'm going to go back to eating dinner now. Okay, I'm going to go back to eating dinner now. Happy repeat day from the Razamoka show. <laughs> Hello? 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 Uh, who is this? Who is this? Yo, who is this? Yo, who is this? Yo, Bridget, I told you already, don't call my house, eh? <laughs> Yo, brethren, I told you not to call my house, okay? What the? What the? <laughs> Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you? How are you? Good, thank you. Good, thank you. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> What's up? What's going on? What's going on? Why are you copying me? Why are you copying me? Oh my god! Seriously? Oh my god! Seriously? I'm a pretty little girl. <laughs> I'm a pretty little girl. <laughs> I gotta pick up some cream for that rash. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I gotta pick up some cream for that rash. It's not what your mom said last night. It's not what oh. your mom said last night. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Uh. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hello. You're repeating my voice. You're repeating my voice. Okay, bye. <laughs> Hello. 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 Who's this? Who's this? I asked you. I asked you. Hello? Hello? You called me. You called me. What's going on over here? What's going on over here? Whoever the f- this is, I'm just barbecuing right now. Let me barbecue. This is not a game. <laughs> Whoever the f- this is, just let me barbecue right now. This is not a game. Who is this? Who is this? Happy you called re- me. Oh, I was interrupting you. Happy National Repeat Day from the Roz and Mocha Show. What? Can what? I just barbecue now? Can I just barbecue now? <laughs> I'm just going to repeat you, know you then. You know, I'm just going to repeat you then. Then I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna. Yeah. 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 I'm just gonna read yeah, you, you then. then. I'm gonna read you, you then. then. <laughs> oh, people are awesome! Happy National Repeat Day, everybody! <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, Jimmy Fallon addressed uh, publicly on TV last night because he had released the statement. Um, Late last week, when the video surfaced from years ago, when he was on SNL and he dressed up uh, with full makeup and blackface as Chris Rock. And then he released a statement, he apologized for it. And then I guess in situations like this, you get a lot of advice on what to do after that. And Jimmy Fallon was in that situation. And so he decided to address it uh, on the show. And I had to really examine myself, really examine myself in the mirror this week because a story came out about me on SNL doing an impression of Chris Rock in blackface. And I was horrified. 
not of the fact that people were trying to cancel me or cancel the show, which is scary enough, but the thing that haunted me the most was, how do I say, I love this person? I respect this guy more than I respect most humans. I'm not a racist. I don't feel this way. And instead, what I kept getting advised was to just stay quiet and to not say anything. And that's the advice because we're all afraid. And I took the advice and I thought, oh God, I'm going to do this wrong. You're right, I'm going to say something and get myself into even more trouble. So I thought about it and I realized that I can't not say I'm horrified and I'm sorry and I'm embarrassed. And what that small gesture did for me was break my own silence. And what then I started to do was talk to some experts. And I realized that the silence is the biggest crime that white guys like me and the rest of us are doing. Staying silent. We need to say something. We need to keep saying something. And we need to stop saying that's not okay more than just one day on Twitter. I realized I needed to get educated about how to stop the silence and the fear of saying the wrong thing by not being silent. Oh, wow. Right. was not expecting that statement at all. See, I was. From Jimmy Fallon. Are you really? Yeah, he doesn't like this. He doesn't, he... No, I know, but remember, like when everyone's saying to him, I figured like all his people would be like, listen, man, this will blow over. Like people will not focus on this as much as they did last week, so don't say anything. Okay, I don't know if he would have gone on television and said what he said last night. I think he still would have released the statement because yeah. that's he's he's open about this. He doesn't like to be disliked and he doesn't like to be a source of controversy and that's just not who he is. And I believe that. Um, but I don't know if he would have gone on television and said it had George Floyd not been killed. I think that if this just surfaced during COVID and the world was just sort of going about it the way we were. Yeah, we I, I think, I think, no, I think that you would have got the Twitter statement. No, no, I, that's I don't, not even, yeah, you would have got this. Know. I don't know if you would have got, I don't know if you would have got this, but, but this was, this was necessary. Has Kimmel said anything about, cause he was in this as well. Cause he dressed up as Carl Malone. If you remember years ago, has Kimmel done any sort of statement? Has you know, Kimmel done? I think the, the Jimmy Fallon one kind of blew up even more yeah. than the, the Kimmel one. So everyone was focusing on Fallon. Yeah. I've not seen a single thing from, Kimmel whatsoever. Mm. Yeah. Because I know that he said something because he did a, uh, I was just watching his monologue from the other night and I know that he did a whole thing on the show about uh, George Floyd. I just don't know if he said anything about that, huh. about the skit. No, he didn't say anything about no. it? No? Oh, huh. wow. Well, there you go. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, Vanessa. Hi. Hi, it's Roz and Mocha. <laughs> I want to talk to you about this text that you sent in. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. The text reads this. I don't know. Is Maury really as greasy as you guys say? <laughs> I noticed on the radio and on your podcast, you guys always say he is greasy or his hands are greasy. So here's the problem is that we can't do the 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 sort of formal test because we can't touch anything that Maury has. But where this always comes from is that the times where Mocha is handed Maury's phone, Maury's phone is so like it's lubed up like it's yeah. so greasy it's like he just had a like he was at the buffet didn't wipe his hands and then started using his phone and hands it to you yeah. it's uh slippery it's slippery and his hands just look greasy all the time 
see, yeah, that's where I keep hearing that. And I was like, and even like with the re-wearing the clothes, I'm like, okay, I guess this all adds up. And like the whole booger situation with the underwear. So like, right. Oh yeah, Dan Mori takes his uh, his boogers and wipes it on the, the top of his box. Like, is that legit? Maury, he says so. Maury's in no rush to come in here, which yeah. is shocking to me. He runs in here during every other moment of the show. <laughs> Would you like to say anything there, Greaseball? Is it it's real? It's very surreal to just sit there and watch y'all talk about me. <laughs> is it, though? That's the thing that you love most. No, but it's surreal. Uh, why is it surreal? It's very real. There's a, only a window between us. Yeah, that's us. why I said it's so real. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, even his wheeze sounds greasy, right? Yeah, love why, it? Maury, why are you so wet? <laughs> All the time. <laughs> I think she said greasy. Is it, is it like, are you, is it, is it a cream you use or is it, that's just like, is it residue or is this your natural sort of moistness? I think I just ooze moisture. That's so gross. Like, like, like you're, like you're leaky? No, I, no, I wouldn't say like, my pores are awfully large. <laughs> oh, God. You have no idea what you're talking about. I do don't you? have any no. idea. But like, is it like, do you lube up in the morning? Like, do you cream up and stuff like this? No, I cream at night. You do, but not in the morning. Not in huh? the morning. So why is your phone so greasy all the time? I think because I like constantly eat and touch it. Oh. Like I had cheese this morning. Oh. oh. <laughs> but no, but not lots of cheese. Just like... Oh. <laughs> Oh, that makes it better. <laughs> yeah, like just some seven cheese. Cubes. Just some cheese. And you just, so you think it's just what, cheese sweat that's all over your hands constantly? That and probably the Black Forest ham sandwich I had as well. Right. And then licking your fingers afterwards, I'm sure doesn't help. Oh, I don't lick my fingers. I wipe them on my pants. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the hell's wrong with you? But what did you also wipe on your hand on your pants before that? Oh, boogers. Right. Ah, <laughs> okay. So does that answer any of this for you? Yeah, it does. Yeah. I, to be honest, I don't know if you guys uh, have ever watched Trailer Park Boys, but before I Googled what Maury looked like years ago, I envisioned him looking like Cheeseburger Randy from Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> I don't know who that is. What does Cheeseburger you know Randy what? look like? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. With the beige you know, pants and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Randy trailer. Oh, is Randy the shirtless guy? Yeah. <laughs> the guy that always holds a drink? With the pot belly? And yeah. And he's always greasy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that guy. Leahy's boyfriend. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, not a horrible comparison. <laughs> yeah, hey, Vanessa, thanks very much Park, for listening to the Razamoka show. Uh, between Razamoka, who's your favorite? I knew you were going to ask, and I was actually super. Pre I'm super prepared. Hands down, it has to be Roz. Oh wow, hands down, huh? Yeah, and it's not because he's like ridiculously good looking or his voice. I actually have other reasons. Oh, um, I love that he likes to mow the lawn, and he has like he's into that because I'm the exact same way. <laughs> good for you, good for you, girl. Um, and then also too, he's just like he just says it how it is. He, there's no beating around the bush, and he's a good dad. Oh, thank you. I, let's not blow over ridiculously good looking, though. Let's go back and revisit that <laughs> one. Oh, what? <laughs> you know what? Let him have it. It is, let him have it. It is seniors month, stop after it, all. Mary, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Vanessa. I love you lots. Uh, thanks, guys. Have a good one. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So is tuna melt the new sourdough? Is that what everybody's doing in quarantine? What? I'm reading a story where tuna melt mentions are up 30% on social media. 
Tuna melt, huh? Tuna melts. Interesting. Yeah. Do you like a tuna melt? I guess. Yeah, it's all right. Oh, really? Oh, I'm a huge fan. I mean, it's not like my go-to number one. Oh, I love it. How do you get it so that the tuna doesn't fall off? So, um... Like, legit question. I'm not trying to be funny. Uh, okay. Well, oftentimes, like, how are you eating tuna? Are you picking up the tuna melt with your hand and eating it, or are you cutting with, like, a fork and knife? No, I used to pick it up, but now I'm forced to cut it with fork and knife. Do you toast the bread? Absolutely. Okay, so how does the tuna fall off if the bread is I guess because it's all crumbly, right? So when you take it, you How are you mixing tuna? With the mayonnaise. Just mayonnaise? Yes. Oh. Rookie. (laughs) Aren't you supposed to add cheese? So... Yeah. Well, you melt it on top after. You, you melt it on top but after the cheese, if you want to. Oh, on top. Not yeah, 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 I don't really yeah. eat tuna melt that really, much. Really, so. huh? So yeah. here's my not recipe really my for my... <laughs> <laughs> really, huh? That's incredible to me. Yeah. You look like such a tuna guy. <laughs> 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 no, because I, I love tuna melts. And I will always do tuna the same way, which is um, canned tuna, white tuna. And I do a little bit of mayo, I do olive oil, I do red wine vinegar, and I do salt and pepper. Ooh, nice. Right? Okay. Little bits of each. Mix uh-huh. it all up. It shouldn't be sloppy. Yeah. Right? It should still look like tuna with just a little bit of those ingredients in there. And then I'll sometimes take like a thicker piece of bread and I'll even spread like a tiny little bit of pesto on the top of it. Mm, piece like, of bread. and I, Like a challah. And I toast it. So I toast the pesto part, right? Like under the broiler kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then I'll take it out. Then I'll put the tuna on. So the tuna sits on something that is toasted as opposed to sitting on something that is not toasted. So if you put tuna on bread and then put that all in the toaster oven or in the oven, then your tuna is sitting on something that's not toasted. You're only toasting one side of the bread, yes. right? So toast the bread first. Then put the tuna on, and then I'll even put sometimes like a little bit of feta cheese on it or goat cheese as the cheese. And then and all slide, that goes in the oven? And slide that on and melt it all and melt it all down, and then you pick it up, and it's like the greatest tuna melt ever. Is it too many flavors? No, it's not. You think it is? I but think it's it is. Not, it's not too many flavors. I you don't have to do yeah. pesto. You know, I, I do. That's I a little say, treat every now and then. Powering. No, I mean a tiny little bit more. Like a tiny, tiny, tiny little bit. You're not eating green bread, right? It's just like <laughs> the, the essence, right? It's like the essence of. It's not relish, yeah. right? You don't slather it on there. But uh, but yeah, so I guess tuna melts, because I was wondering what the next thing is going to be, because baking products are slowly starting to repopulate on grocery store shelves. Right. So I'm like, what's going to be the new sourdough? Because that's the thing. Was everybody in the beginning of quarantine showing off their uh, their yeasts and showing off their all their sourdough? So what was going to be the next I, thing? I cooked something very famous for breakfast Which yesterday. Is what? Egg in a hole. Egg in a hole. Egg in a hole. Have that you ever sounds, heard of egg in a hole? Yeah, is this like you take a piece of bread, cut a hole in it, and cook an egg in the middle of it? Okay, don't steal my thunder. <laughs> <laughs> sounds so delicious. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. You're going to see that David Guetta is trending today. Oh, no. What happened? So the video I saw, somebody retweeted it and they go, we found it, the whitest way to react to racism. And oh, David, no. <laughs> and David Guetta released a video where he's on a rooftop and he has like a whole like beautiful backdrop as of, of a city behind him. There's like five cameras shooting him and he has all his DJ equipment and it starts off and he's on the microphone and right before gives a speech and then goes into throwing a sick beat behind Martin Luther King <gasps> before the drop. So no. here's yeah, here's David Guetta. The world is going through difficult times. 
America too, actually. So last night I knew we were gonna do this, and I made a special record. So this record is in honor of George Floyd. not Sasha Baron Cohen doing that like how do you solve racism with a sick beat oh my god we just need the drop <laughs> my head dude like I know so anyway and he's up like she's like fist bump and it's a whole production too. does he think he's gonna end racism <laughs> with a party I, listen I think the guy's heart's probably in the right place you know but somebody had doing, to have said to him know, David like listen I know you want to get the message out there, but this is definitely not the way to do it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even have anything to say other than I thought it was parody when I first watched it. I am so surprised right now. <laughs> so that's why David Gett is trending today. Oh my God, 2020. <laughs> what are you doing to us? What are you doing to us? This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, you trimmed your beard down, huh? I did. It was yeah. getting pretty long. Yeah. How do you feel about it? That's fine. Yeah. Why you don't like it? Nah, I don't know. Well, you don't like it. I like it, it bushy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude. I like it big and thick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Oh. I like I because I I look at you. I look at your face more than any other face in my life. Uh-huh. I spend more time staring in a day at your face uh-huh. than I do Catherine's or Roxy's. No, the problem is So I have my favorites. Because <laughs> so, uh, it gets long and what happens when it gets long is that the ends start to curl yeah right and yeah. especially under here it was getting it was like a <laughs> like a s-shaped yeah right and no matter what i did no matter how much like i tried to brush it or whatever yeah after a while it would start curling again yeah. and same with the sides so i i was like i'm just gonna trim it down a yeah. bit okay i oh. asked my uh dog groomer if they would cut my hair they said no no so you got it you got your dog's haircut but you can't get a haircut right yeah isn't that crazy that's wild to me that's Insane. so wild yeah, i know yeah, yeah. i know uh, what a weekend, though! Oh my God, it's so it's so difficult to even watch the uh, the news. It became all encompassing. Um, yeah, it's like you don't even know where to start with the conversation. No, you don't. Right? You don't. You don't because it, it, there's not just like one emotion involved. There's every emotion involved, mm-hmm. and to even try and begin to have a conversation about what went down all over everywhere the world um, because of the George Floyd killing. Um, is is incredible and 
everything about it is just sad. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I, I spent a lot of time this weekend trying to figure out, you know, what the right way was to even begin to approach this. And it's just, it, there's no way that is just not incredibly heartbreaking. Everything, everything of, is, everything is heartbreaking. Yeah. And you feel angry. You feel sad. Yeah. Um, you know, even throughout the weekend, just on social and then eventually making it to the news, there were, not to take away from the protest, there were small, tiny moments of happiness that you saw or maybe not happiness, maybe hope mm-hmm. that you saw, whether it was the police officer in Michigan who was speaking nicely to the protesters mm-hmm. and saying, what do you need from me? And they said, walk with us. And he is, and his police officers, they took off their helmets, they put down the batons mm-hmm. and they walked. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you saw that picture in New York, there was one police officer, it looked like he was about to get attacked and like a group of protesters created like a, a human chain around him mm-hmm. to protect him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's only just a small, tiny moment in well, because, yeah, weekends of just yeah. destruction. There's so much. There's so much going on. Uh, yeah. Did you hear the Beyonce statement? The one from IG? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Play that for people because I, I missed. I missed it over the weekend. We need justice for George Floyd. We all witnessed his murder in broad daylight. We're broken and we're disgusted. We cannot normalize this pain. And I'm not only speaking to people of color. If you're white, black, brown, or anything in between, I'm sure you feel hopeless by the racism going on in America right now. No more senseless killings of human beings. No more seeing people of color as less than human. We can no longer look away. George is all of our family and humanity. He's our family because he's a fellow American. There have been too many times that we've seen these violent killings and no consequences. Yes, someone's been charged, but justice is far from being achieved. Hmm. That was Beyonce on Instagram on Saturday. And uh, Jay-Z um, released a statement saying that, because uh, I guess he spoke directly with um, the governor of Minnesota. And uh, he said, after a very earnest conversation, thank you to Governor Waltz uh, for doing what you're doing, calling in attorney, the attorney general to take over the George Floyd case earlier today. Governor Waltz mentioned having a human conversation with me, a dad and a black man in pain. Yes, I am human, a father and a black man in pain, and I'm not the only one. This is just the first step. I am more determined to fight for justice than any fight my would-be oppressors may have. And then he goes on to end the statement by um, in asking law enforcement officers to do what is right by saying, uh, have the courage to look at us as humans, dads, brothers, sisters, and mothers in pain and look at yourselves. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I'm just going through this uh, Virgil Abloh story. What an idiot. So is it real? He is the uh, Louis Vuitton artistic director. And what's the other company that he does? Off-White. Off-White. Kanye's boy. Yeah. Kanye put him on. So I guess that... I don't even want to say it was reported because I think that he was the one that reported it. Yeah. <laughs> that he donated $50 to the organization that is that has been set up to help pay uh, legal funds for people who are arrested during the protests and he donated 50 bucks 
And I guess he was like trying to flex about it and put it on social media. Is that the deal? Yeah. And he makes m- way more <laughs> money and can afford to... Normally, I'm not one of these, like when I look at somebody, you know, I, I always roll my eyes a little bit when I see, you know, like when Zuckerberg, you know, would donate, I don't even know, let's say $100,000 to something and then people jump all over and being like, but you're a bazillionaire, $100,000, that's like me donating, whatever. I'm like, it's still $100,000 more than what they had before, right? So I mm-hmm. sort of roll my eyes a little bit, but $50. I know. So I'm on his website, the off-white website, right? And like... A three-pack of basic white underwear. Yeah. Basic. 280 bucks, and that's the sale price. Original is $560. Right. A pair of red socks, nothing else on them. Red right. socks. Sale price is 57 bucks. Right. Regular price is 115 Now, just to clarify, so he did release a statement, and he said that the $50 was uh-huh. part of a social media chain that he donated much more to the cause, saying, I apologize, uh, that appeared to some as if that was my only donation to, the, to this important cause. Uh, and he said that, uh, noting that he had donated $20,000 oh. to the bail funds and other causes related to the movement. So I guess the $50 was a pass it on, right? It was, I donated 50, now I pass this on to you. You donate, donate 50, 50, then you pass it on to somebody. And so when he posted it, it was part of the chain. The $50 challenge? Yes, of many people posting. And he said he actually donated how much? Uh, twenty thousand uh, dollars. Screen grab of that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know. What's the receipts? <laughs> no, Virgil? but I'm just okay. I'm just saying, right? <laughs> like you understand how this stuff know, can get out of I hand. Know, I know. And then I guess you had Drake after that uh, throwing down a hundred grand. Oh yeah, and didn't TD Bank try to block it? Yeah, American Express. <laughs> <Or> American Express. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just assumed TD because he's always rapping about banking with TD. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, no. So they called fraud on his card. He's <laughs> 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 like, no, this is really my money. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the and that was for the National Bailout Collective. Uh, but yeah, so I guess that Drake tried to throw uh, or did throw a hundred grand on his credit card. God, could you imagine <laughs> clicking pay on that? Accept on that? <laughs> they were like, are you sure? <laughs> you know what I mean? Are you I sure you know, want to hit accept? I know. You know what, though? This, go, this goes back to like those, you know, I don't even know where those people get their money. But it's like when you see somebody who owns a $23 million boat, you know, like if you're buying a $23 million boat, you're not doing, you're not sitting at the kitchen table figuring out if you're going to be able to afford the $23 million yeah, you're boat. You're not budgeting. You're not budgeting for it. You know, Drake <laughs> putting, you know, Drake doing $100,000 on his credit card. He's not wondering if, oh my God, the gas bill, what's the gas bill? You know what I mean? He's not doing that, <laughs> right? You just throw a hundred grand on it. Why not? But, uh, but so that's the, that's the story behind the Louis Vuitton guy who donated $50. And uh, he says that it was just part of a, uh, a social media chain, but his actual donation was 20 grand. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I'm trying uh, to follow... Sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Um, I'm trying to follow this story that's happening in Vegas because there's all sorts of different information coming out. You're going to see uh, Las Vegas trending and Circus Circus trending mm-hmm. right now. And there's all these conflicting reports. But what we know is that a U.S. Marshal was shot uh, near a courthouse and then another Las Vegas police officer was shot in the head right outside of Circus Circus Mm -hmm. Casino. Casino and hotel. Uh, All this stemming from the protests that are happening right across the U.S. 
Now, there's some reports that are saying that the police officer that was shot in the head outside of Circus Circus uh, is on life support. And then some of them are saying that he actually passed away. Yeah, I don't know. But we don't know yet. There's no, like, confirmation. I mean, there's confirmation on both, but there's no confirmation that which one of those two stories is right. And then there's another story going around that the person had, the shooter, uh, had an AR-15. Is the one who shot the police officer outside of the casino. Mm. And Vegas is still not open yet, right? As far as this trip goes? So the thing is, Vegas was supposed to open on Thursday. The casinos. Some of the casinos were going to reopen on Thursday. Yeah, not all of them. Some of them. Most of them, I would say. Uh, we're supposed to open up again on Thursday. But because of all of this now, um, who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. Geez. That'll probably get delayed. But they're doing a, a press conference in Vegas. The other thing you're going to see trending is Sapphire. Because allegedly, and this is why Twitter is so wild, because these stories come and go quickly. And you see things trend within seconds and then disappear. Mm-hmm. But Sapphire is like a strip club out there. Okay. And it's said that that is where the press conference is going to happen to give an update on the two shootings. How very Las Vegas. Yeah. (laughs) Because people are like, maybe you don't want to, like there are multiple places in Vegas you can go. Maybe you don't want to hold the press conference right outside of a strip club. Maybe they got the best location. Maybe they do. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Big it's around the corner lot. from what I've heard. It's around the corner from Circus Circus. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, uh, I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, it's wild, like you were saying, because things just, it's, everything is just happening so fast. I was going through uh, Seth Rogen's timeline. What happened with him? Okay, so Seth Rogen, it was, it was actually really wild to watch. Uh, so Seth Rogen just simply, he put up a post that it just like, this, it was just a regular Black Lives Matter post. Yeah. And then he wrote, uh, if this is even a remotely controversial statement to you, feel free to unfollow me. Uh-huh. And then his timeline exploded with people who were like, all lives matter and I'm unfollowing you and everything oh, wow. else. And then it was just a stream of Seth Rogen replying to each and every one of those people yeah. in the most Seth Rogen way, which is just F you to everybody. Oh. Right. Like, so, but he was, he was replying to, in, he was replying individually. To, oh, really? Yeah. He so took that time. So when you, yeah, so he just, he spent all day doing it. Yeah. Right. So when you go on his, uh, on, on Might his, as well, you're his, self-isolation at yeah, home, right? His Insta timeline, it's literally just him telling people off, uh, in his own, <laughs> in his own, you, in his own comment section. Uh, so that's why Seth Rogen is trending right now, if you're wondering. Oh, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hi, Nicole. Hi. How are you? Welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show. Good, how are you? Good. So, Nicole, you wrote us this. Uh, hey, Roz and Mocha, fix my life. My mom passed away four years ago, and my dad is dating another woman. Uh, the new woman gives off gives off a weird vibe and is now living in my childhood home. She's even putting photos of my mom away in the house, even knowing she's uh, sleeping in my mom's bed is driving me nuts. Uh, I needed some advice on how to make my life in the house easier. Thanks. I love the show. So do you still live there? Yeah, I do. You do. How old are you? 20. 20. Okay. Any siblings? Um, they all moved out. So oh, okay. she's kind of like awkward in the house now. So it's just you, your dad, and his girlfriend. Yeah, my dad like is, has like a job where he's kind of always away. So mm-hmm. it's just kind of like me and her. Oh, so wow. when you talk about yeah. vibes, what do you mean by vibes? Um, you know, she's always just trying to like change the house around and like always kind of like 
looking at exactly what I'm doing. Like she's just kind of always like nitpicking and like the weird vibe we get is like, she'll kind of like comment on certain things we'll do. Like she's telling me like, I'm not following my dreams in school. And like, if she wants to buy something, she's like, okay, well I'll just have your dad buy it. I'm like, okay. Yeah. So like, she'll keep saying like, your dad's going to get this couch. He's going to get this couch. He's like, no, I'm not. He's going to get it. I'm like, Okay, like I just feel like it's just like all out money. How long have they been together for? Um, like a year and a half. It's mm-hmm. not been long. Okay, so here's yeah. the th- here's the thing: is that she's not your mom, right? And mm-hmm. she talks to you about your dad in a way that your mom never did. Yeah, and she has a different relationship with your dad than what your mom had. And you trying to you trying to come to terms with all of that and put all the pieces together, you only have what you know as being normal in your head. Mm-hmm. And so seeing this relationship play out in the house that you lived in with your mom is not an easy thing to do. And it's tough. It's really, really hard. You were at a very young age when your mom died. And this is going to take you years to try and put all the pieces back together and figure things out. But the one thing that you have to also understand is that your dad lost his wife. And he is slowly in the process of, you guys have to put it all back together as a family, but he's also got to put it back together as an individual. And you have to put things back together as an individual. And you can't expect your dad to sit and wait for everybody else in his life to tell him that it's okay that he start living again and that he try and find love and that he try and build something new. Um, But you can have that conversation with your dad about boundaries. I would say that in a situation like this, communication between you and your dad is the most important thing. Thing. And I wouldn't sit here and obsess about boundaries like, and, or, or obsess about vibes. Like the one thing you just said that was weird about her was that she told you she, well, you weren't following your dreams. You yeah. know, like that's not that weird, man. Mm. Like that, that's not that bad to have somebody, you know, in your life who tells you that they don't think you're following your dreams and is offering some encouragement. You know, yeah, the couch and the money and the everything else. I think you yeah. just don't like her and the situation that you're all in right now, right? Yeah. That's exactly yeah, I what don't. it is. Yeah, and you don't I'm like, like her. Because I, I'm like, it's like hard to be around her. I'm just in my room all the time. I'm like, it drives me crazy. Yeah. What's she doing in your room? Like, I, in my room, I just, I, I eat there. I do everything in there and I hate that. Like, I want to like, Why aren't you, why aren't you, why, but why aren't you eating with them? I don't know when they eat. It's not really like a dinner time thing anymore. Like, right. it's only comfortable when, when my dad's there because he's like, yeah. he's like, oh, come, come here. Like, oh, let's talk. Like, oh, how's your day? Now, have either of you, you or your, your, um, your dad's girlfriend like had a conversation or like try to get to know each other? Like, have you reached out to her or has she reached out to you to kind of be like, we're in this house together. Everybody has to coexist. Like, let's get to know each other. No, sometimes, like, like sometimes, but usually in the house, it's just kind of like, hi, hi. Mm. And like, that's it. (laughs) Yeah. You guys need to work on this. Yeah. You know, you don't have to you don't have to love each other and it doesn't have to be great out of the gate, but I think that you know conversations need to happen and I, you're 20, okay? You're not 16, you're 20. And I think that you and your father need to sit down and talk about this process and boundaries and how you are feeling. And then the conversation needs to expand to the other people that are that are in your life. And you need to articulate to them that, you know, the, the new girlfriend, that it's tough for you. You know, you're going to try because you love your dad. 
um, that's the sort of common denominator that you have with her is that you both want the best for your dad, but it's tough and she needs to know that it's tough and she needs to know that there's boundaries and she needs to know um, that this is going to be a baby step thing, not a, you know, it's not an all at once kind of thing because there's a lot of adjustment yeah. going on. Um, and, you know, you, you love your dad. You know, and you want your dad to be, you want your dad to be happy, but this kind of thing takes a little bit of time Mm -hmm. and you, Mm -hmm. you, she can't look down on you for not getting on board immediately and not recognizing how difficult this is for you. So I think that this is conversations, an ongoing conversation that needs to start with you and your dad. You shouldn't be hiding up in your room, only coming down when he asks you for very specific things. Do your sister, your sister, sorry, do your siblings get along with her at all? Um, like they're, like they're civil. Yeah. Yeah. But it, yeah, they're not like super close or anything. Yeah. But that's where it starts though. That's where it starts. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That sounds good. Okay. Does that help Nicole? That does help. Honestly, okay, like it's, it's hard like, like during quarantine, like I've been kind of going between mm-hmm. houses, like, like my sisters and my dad's. Trust me, you want to deal with this stuff early on rather than later. Okay. Also, yeah. I just had one more note to say. Sure. Roz, two months ago, you made my day because you liked one of my baking photos on my baking page. Oh, yeah? (laughs) Yeah, I was just really excited. What, on Instagram? (laughs) On Instagram, yeah. What's your Insta? Miss, M-I-S-S, Nikki, N-I-K-K-I, Bakes, B-A-K-E-S. And it was cupcakes I posted like nine months ago. Oh, wow, look at that. So what, Roz liked one? Yeah. All right, yo, I'm going through. I'm liking. <laughs> Come on, man. And I know Three, Rob doesn't like sweets. Four, so. <laughs> no, I don't. But I like pictures, though. Five. Yo, girl, I just like six, six of your photos. <laughs> Shut up. Stop it. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> eight. Uh, you know, that's nine, not going to fix a relationship with his dad's girlfriend, right? <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Nikki. Love you, too. Bye. 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 What's the thing that you have that is the least shareable thing you have? Meaning, meaning, meaning. Things in your life that you may own, use, (laughs) that are on your list of things that you don't share with anybody. I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. Okay. Okay. Uh, Number four on the list is your passwords for your social. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not shareable. No. Okay. Uh, number 10 on the list is T-shirts. I don't got a problem with that. Can't t-shirts are my fine. T-shirt. Yeah, yeah, I got a problem. Uh, towels. Ooh. <laughs> Maybe. Toothbrush yeah, but when you wash sure. your okay, towel, okay. it goes back in the pile. They all look the same. No, no, no. But but hold on here. Let's say, let's say towels like this, okay? Let's say we're all at the beach. Yeah. Okay? And there's the three of us, but you two jabronis forgot a towel. Uh-huh. Okay, and then I brought a towel. If I dried myself off and threw you the towel, would you dry yourself yes. off? Yes. I don't know if I would. <laughs> Something about a wet towel on your skin? Not even that wet. Not even that wet. Like I just, like, mm. I, I, I just took the drips off. I didn't do a full dry. I didn't do a full dry. But would you share a towel? Did you like rub it on your face? Yeah. Okay. I did my. I did my face, my hair, my shoulders, my stomach, and the and the, the tops of my front thighs. Yeah, that's fine. That's a lot of wet. <laughs> but if you use the towel to wrap around you and change underneath the towel, I would probably say no. No, no, no. Just, just, I, just I think, exactly you know what, what I said. I think I would rather just air dry. <laughs> you would, huh? Yeah, really? I'd air dry. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so towels number nine on the list. Uh, your banking information. Of course, nobody's going to show the yeah, banking no. information. Uh, your phone password. Uh, nope. 
I don't, yeah, I wouldn't share with anybody. I mean, I don't have secrets, uh, but there's a lot you could do with my phone. Number six is pajamas. I mean, who wears pajamas? Right, right saying? here. Right. Oh, <laughs> would you share your yeah, pajamas, Maury? Wears a full yeah. suit to bed. Yeah, I don't. I don't see any reason why I wouldn't share my pajamas. Like, if who would come over to like, your I house mean, and sleep over? I'm just trying to put this into context. Here. Like my little brothers or my dad once. Okay, well, if your dad came over, right, and yeah. he needed to spend the night, would you give him some pajamas? No, because he'd stretch it out. Okay, so no. Oh then. wow, Ash. <laughs> okay, yeah. Wow, this your poor dad. He's <laughs> gone through a lot. Uh, bathrooms, like, and I sharing. They mean like when you are showering while somebody else is on the toilet. Yes. Like same times kind of thing. Well, with my wife. Oh, you mean like with the stranger? Um, no, well, why is a stranger no. in your bathroom? Uh, exactly. Uh, so. Yeah, why would a stranger be in your bathroom? Uh, so, yes, I'll say yes, yes. you would. Do you and Matthew do that more? Sure, but do that? Yeah, absolutely. Like where you'll be on the yes, toilet and you'll be in the shower? if a guest comes over, I won't use the toilet for 24 hours. Why? Uh, just the, until the image is out of my head. The huh? image. What image? <laughs> the image of somebody using the... I can't use it. So Matthew has to go back in and Lysol and clean the toilet, and then I'll go back the next day and, and try and use it again. Oh, but you're not allowed to use Matthew's bathroom. So where do you go? On the balcony? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the towel. The towel. Uh, social media yeah. passwords is number four. Uh, no. Razors is number three. Yeah, no, absolutely no. not. No? No. Do you, do, and your, do you and Jenna share a razor at nope. all? Really? No, uh, Catherine and I do. Oh, really? Yeah. No, oh, I yeah. can't. No? Like, what if you, like, nick yourself and you get a little bleeding or whatever? What about what it? I don't know. I just uh, couldn't. You don't? No. Not? no. no we share no. We share razors. No. Uh, your toothbrush is number no. two. Yeah, no. No thanks. No. no. Really, huh? No. Even with Jenna? I mean, if she really needed it. Yeah. I but, guess. But not just like. I'd rather go with a dutch like mouth. Like if, if the three of us were on a beach, we already aren't using Hold Roz's on, towel. More, more, I'm not using your toothbrush. So let's just talk about our significant <laughs> others because we're okay. never going to get to a point of where we start saying that I'm going to share my toothbrush with you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's just say, let's just say, mm-hmm. okay, it's you and Jenna. Yeah. And you're, so, does she, but does she feel differently? Like, because is this a type of situation where you would never share your toothbrush with her, but she would happily share hers with I you? I don't think she would share hers You don't mine. think so? No. Really, huh? Yeah, no. See, Catherine, I don't care uh. at all. I think Roxy used my toothbrush to make a clay model the other day oh. and then just put it back in the thing. I did you use it. that toothbrush again? Yeah. Number one on the list oh. is uh, underpants. Yeah, oh, no. Oh, yeah, no. Like, what if, what, okay, so hold oh, on. We're yeah. on the beach again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shut up, man. <laughs> This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. It was yesterday that former Glee star Lee Michelle came under fire. So she had tweeted um, a tribute on social media to George Floyd. And immediately after that, it was screen grabbed and replied to by Samantha Ware, who was a former Glee co-star of hers, who accused Lee Michelle of making her life on the set of Glee a living hell, made her question if Hollywood was actually the right path, and accused Lee Michelle of threatening to defecate in her wig. And then today, swift action was taken by HelloFresh, which is the food delivery service that Lee Michelle was a spokesperson for. Uh, they sent out a message saying, HelloFresh does not condone racism nor discrimination of any kind. And we are disheartened and disappointed to learn of the recent claims concerning Lee Michelle. We take this very seriously and have ended our partnership with her effective immediately. And then uh, just maybe a little over an hour ago, uh, Lee Michelle sent out um, a statement to People Magazine 
saying that she really doesn't remember that incident, but that is really not the point. Uh, what matters is that I clearly acted in ways which hurt people. She goes on to say one of the most important lessons of the last few weeks is that we need to take the time to listen and learn about other people's perspectives and any role we have played or anything we can do to help address the injustices that they face. She continues, when I tweeted the other day, it was meant to show a It was meant to be a show of support for our friends and neighbors and communities of color during this difficult time, goes on to say. But the responses I received to what I posted have made me also focus specifically on how my own behavior towards fellow cast members was perceived by them. While I don't remember ever making this specific statement, uh, I have never judged others by their background or color of their skin. uh, But that is really not the point. What matters is that I clearly acted in ways which hurt other people. So that is Lee Michelle. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. COVID is like still wreaking havoc on stupid things. Uh huh. Like Catherine, I swear to God, thought that I was having an affair the other day. What? For one brief moment. So I pull into the driveway. Uh huh. And I have stuff in the passenger seat. And so she opens the door. Like in a fit of rage? No, no, no. Just oh. she was just coming to help me. She was at home. And so she was, she was already outside. And so she Uh walks over to the truck and she opens the door and she's like, what's that? And the problem is that I still, I'm having a real hard time finding a COVID mask that fits, that doesn't pull on my ears, that whatever. Right. So Uh people have made them for me and I try them out and they don't work. But Mm -hmm. the problem is a lot of these homemade COVID masks with the, you know, pretty fabric and the long strings on the sides when they're crumpled up in a ball on the floor it looks like a thong (laughs) yeah right so Catherine opens the door and she's like what the hell's that (laughs) and I'm like what she's like this and she like picked something up and like (gasps) scooped it up yeah and like threw it on the seat and I'm like that's a COVID mask (laughs) (laughs) it's not panties oh no (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So and then what she said? She no, apologized? no, no. She's fine. No, she doesn't know. She apologized, please. She was almost right. You know what I mean? Like in her head, like in her head, you know, she wasn't wrong. It was just a mistake. So there's no reason to apologize for a mistake oh, like that. Dude. But she was like, what the hell's that? And then so she picks up, she flings it on the seat. But that's my problem, right? Yeah. Is that I don't have, it's very difficult for me. My head is so large. Right, that every single mask that I've tried on, and, and she, not just from the ego, and not just from the ego. Okay, every single mask I put on pulls my ears so far forward. Right, I look like a monshishi. Okay, do you have a mask that actually does fit? No, not one that I would say like fits that well. Fit and I, on every your time face? I go no? into a store mm. and I see one, I buy a new one. Every time somebody makes one, they send them to me because if it doesn't fit my ears and if it pulls my ears down, the thing that it doesn't do is then it doesn't cover from my nose down to my chin. Right. One of them is going to stick out, right? Huh. It's like when, you know, it's one of them is going to stick out. I can't get I can't get the whole face in. It doesn't work that way. So I'm you having don't a know real anybody that could sew. I mean, no, I can make one. My so mom, you make my, one. They don't fit. My mom spent her like two weeks making masks. Yeah, none of them fit me. 
No, Why don't you just make a bigger one for you? I don't know. Can you stitch two together? Can I stitch two together? <laughs> I yeah, probably, why don't you do that? Yeah, I probably could. You may have to actually... So I'm the guy now that walks around. You know when you know when you were a kid and somebody would fart in class and you just take your t-shirt and you pull it up over your nose? Yeah. <laughs> that's me. Oh, no, that's you? Yeah, yeah. Belly hanging out and everything. <laughs> I look like somebody... <laughs> I always look like... <laughs> I always look like somebody farted in math class. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whoever... whoever <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. And this Leah Michelle thing is so crazy. I did not think that this story was going to take off the way it did. It feels almost like a um, like when 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 the Me Too movement was sort of at its peak, where one person would come out and say something exposing somebody's horrific behavior and then it was just a pile on. Um, and Leah Michelle, so Leah Michelle the other day, she tweeted out, it was a simple tweet, just to support a Black Lives Matter. And immediately it was replied to by Samantha Ware, who went on to talk about how Leah Michelle made her life a living hell on the set of Glee and that she told people that if she had the opportunity, she would poop in Samantha's wig. Samantha's black. Terrible. That, that she would poop in her wig. And then Leah Michelle issued an apology where she's like, I don't really remember that incident, um, but hey, listen, I'm real sorry. It was this long thing, this huge, this huge sort of apology, not really taking any sort of accountability for her actions. And then it was just this massive pylon, like an absolute pylon. So Heather Morris, who was big star on Glee, Heather said, let me be very clear. Hate is a disease in America that we're trying to cure. So I would never wish for hate to be spread to anyone else. With that said, <laughs> let me she, tell you a little something. She was un was she what was she unpleasant to work with? Very much so. Oh wow! For Leah Damn. to treat others with the disrespect that she did for for as long as she did, I believe she should be called out. Damn. Right. So that was that Leah was Heather. getting canceled left, right, and uh, okay, center. Okay. Okay. Also, and in Leah's apology, when she said that she didn't remember that incident, I think that it would have been better for her to say that I'm sorry I said that I wanted to poop in your wig. Right. Because to say that you don't remember that, like to say that you don't remember... Something as specific. That, some, that you wanted to poop in somebody's wig makes me wonder how many things have you said like that? Uh-huh. Similar. Like how normal is that? Like if I said at one time I wanted to poop in somebody's hat and they were like, hey, remember the time you said you wanted to poop my hat? I, I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be like, God, do I remember the time I said yeah. I wanted to take it? Because how many times have I said exactly, that? Exactly, exactly, right? Okay, and so another one. So uh, Real oh, and Housewife. Then, and then she she got her, um, her sponsorship yeah. with HelloFresh got canceled. Yeah. And then Real Housewife of New York star Aviva Drescher had a story to tell. She said... Uh, you were once very unkind to me and I'm not surprised by your behavior. You oh. shouldn't judge others before looking in the mirror. Oh. And then Emma Hutton, Emma Hutton, who also starred in Spring Awakening with Leah Michelle, said, this isn't an apology, meaning going back to her uh, original post. Alex Newell, who starred as uh, Unique Adams on the series for four years, uh, went on Twitter saying, we ain't got 
not a damn thing to lie about six years later is what he replied to somebody who called them out for making stuff up about Leah Michelle. Melissa Benoist, Supergirl, who was on the show, started liking tweets like crazy about people taking down Leah Michelle. Abigail Breslin, who was on Scream Queens, started liking tweets like crazy that were taking down Leah Michelle. And then Amber Riley who was, everybody thought for years that the two of these guys were best friends. Yeah. Amber Riley said this. I don't give a shit. People are out here dying, being murdered by police. Trans women are being murdered at the hands of men who are, who are upset about being trans attracted. I don't give a shit about this Leah Michelle thing. I wish Leah Michelle well. I hope that she has an amazing pregnancy. It is. I hope that she has grown and she has understand and under. Because I told y'all, I don't give a about it. Um, that that's that that's my hope and my prayer for her. I she reached out to me. I responded to her, and that's where it, it, it ends for me. I ain't talked to that girl in two years. Right. You know what I'm saying? I and I have no hatred or ill will on, on that end. And I want to make that very clear that my life. And what I talk about is not going to be about that. And then a Glee producer tweeted out saying, hey, it wasn't just uh, Leah Michelle. There was a lot of bad people on that set. And a lot of them were men. And it shouldn't just be the woman that gets called out for this. And then somebody goes to her. Well, why don't you start naming names then? And then she deleted the tweet. Oh, no. Yeah, and then, <laughs> But where does Ryan Murphy fit into all this? Because really, he's the one that's been her biggest supporter. Yeah. Right? Like, I think he's just keeping his mouth shut. But like, how much is he to blame for all of this, for allowing this on every show that he's worked for, that, that he's put together, that she's on? Well, because I think that's not- why he doesn't want to say anything because people are going to be questioning his leadership yeah. in all of this. Yeah. During filming. Like people were talking about when they did plays with Leah when she was younger and like they were an understudy and that she was terrible. Like Even it's as like, a kid. Like, it's everything. Like, it's, oh, it's, it's no. this whole, like, it's her whole thing. Like, it's her absolute whole thing. Damn, put but, the phone down, Leah. Right? <laughs> oh, just stay away. <laughs> just for a little bit. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I want to talk about Blackout Tuesday real quick. Mm-hmm. Because, man, this caused a storm, both good and bad, but quickly became bad uh, super early in the day. I'm going to read this to you first. Blackout Tuesday was created to push the music industry to pause all promotions for 24 hours and instead reflect on and discuss the actions that need to be taken to better support the black community. Mm -hmm. On social media, it was a day for people to post a black square on Instagram to show solidarity with black people and silence their own voices and content. But the implications of this action became a bit complicated when millions of people flooded the hashtag Black Lives Matter Hashtag, Mm -hmm. which has been used to spread important information about protests, police violence, and the killings of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and more. Yep. And man, this... Shem, you want to get in here for a sec? Because Shem and I got into a discussion about this whole thing yesterday, about the movement of Blackout Tuesday and why it didn't go the way I think it, it was intended to go. Yeah, and for I because I, I posted one briefly and then I deleted it because I, I one I was just like I didn't want to write anything because I didn't want to be a part of 
something that was not productive or would be a distraction. Mm-hmm. And I was interested. I, I remember I had 15 minutes yesterday and I was interested. And I wanted to just read up on things and read up on what was going on and try and sort of go deeper into Blackout Tuesday that I could. But it became impossible very quick to look for anything and to get any information because everything was just black squares with nobody saying anything. Right. And then so I deleted it and then that's and then I just posted a picture of Shem because I was like I was like if I'm gonna contribute something, I would rather contribute Shem's voice than a black square mm-hmm. because at least if people are interested, they can communicate with Shem, they can talk to Shem, they can listen to Shem and then I'm not just part of something because I know because I was just sitting there just trying to like research it and trying to figure everything out and it became impossible because people were using Black Lives Matter as the hashtag which then... Thinking that it was going to do Thinking good. that it was going to because do... Because then when you the, click yeah, right. on, on that hashtag as everyone stated yesterday what it does is pushes all the important information that everybody needs to know way, 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 way down. Yeah. And when you have millions of these black squares, then people aren't finding out information on where they can donate, how they can help, yeah. information about protests, peaceful protests, yeah. right? Yeah, I'll say a couple of things. Firstly, thank you for the post. That was no, incredibly I, kind. Uh, um, secondly, I'll say this. It felt a little performative, the yeah. whole uh, black uh, Blackout Tuesday, people posting black squares. A little performative. I definitely think it was well intentioned. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think there was malice behind people who were posting it. I just think it's one thing to post it, but you have to then be able to uh, to transition into having those conversations mm-hmm. and doing things. And sometimes those conversations are difficult, but it's not enough to just post a a picture of a black square. It just isn't right. You have to be willing to have some difficult conversations. Mm-hmm. You have to be willing to speak to, 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 you know, to talk to people and to be uncomfortable and, to, and be uncomfortable and do your research in the same way that you were reading up on things. Yeah. People it, have to be willing to do that exact same thing. The black square to me very quickly became, and listen, if you did, I'm not judging you. Okay. Your right. intent is intent and your heart was in the right place and everything else. But what it, it seemed to me very early on that it was, it was a very, it had echoes of thoughts and prayers. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes, uh, I couldn't agree with you more. In the same way that when mass shootings happen, and yes. then politicians and people tweet out thoughts and prayers, yeah. it doesn't really do anything. Yeah. If unless, unless and you're then what? It's Wednesday, and, and now what are you going to do? Then yeah. what? That's 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 sort of the thing. And actually, right now, I think Whiteout Wednesday is trending right now on uh, on, on on Twitter. Which uh, again, it's I, I get the reaction. I just think that there needs to be action afterwards, more mm. than just posting a picture. There needs to be discussion. So, what do you want to see? What do you want to see? You know, I. Uh, I'll say this. I've had a lot of my non-black friends, not just like white people, but a lot of my non-black friends really reach out to me and ask that exact question. You know, uh, what can I do? What can I do? And honestly, do that. Mm-hmm. Ask questions. You know, talk to your to, to the black people in your life, whether they're coworkers, whether they're friends, acquaintances. Talk to them. Ask them, you know, how do I react to situations like this? How can I help further voices? Uh, sorry, further, you know, further um uh, you know, change in in our society. Just ask questions. Mm-hmm. Like I, that's my big thing. I'm not asking you to go and write books and 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 be scholarly and do all that stuff. Do your research. Ask questions. Uh, don't don't show be, compassion. Show compassion for sure. Right. I think that's is, like one of the biggest things is show compassion. Mm-hmm. Don't just think that the problem is going to solve itself, or think that the people who are out there protesting eight nights now. Uh, the peaceful protesters, okay? Let me get yeah. that 
clear, the peaceful protesters, that they are, they're going to be part of the reason we're going to be able to move forward. But yeah. you also have to be a part of that reason. Yeah, and I, and I think and I think we have to start looking at this as a, as a we thing as mm-hmm. opposed to just a me thing, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the only way that this is going to uh, sort of heal and resolve itself. Um, but again, just ask questions. Just reach out and ask. Like, I, I'm always happy to talk to people. Anybody has questions, uh, I'm an open book. If you want to chat about things, if you're really uncomfortable and you don't know how to address something, I would rather you ask than just not do anything at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At Sham on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you, brother. Yeah, man. Thank you. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Yo, you hear your boy The Rock on social? <sighs> oh, man. It's so, it's so crazy when you have such crap leadership like they do in the States. Also, they released Donald Trump's physical report yesterday. Oh. <laughs> Perfect heart, 244 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it hit different when they release how much you weigh, huh? Yeah. Um, <laughs> they could have really, just said he's got a quote-unquote yeah, perfect heart, yeah, right? I know, I know. It's yeah, um, but uh, but people are now, especially with George Floyd being killed and all the protests and then the riots and everything else. When there's no leadership and there's nobody who seems to have any sort of desire, who's that on top in any sort of position of power where they don't want to do anything. Other people are stepping up Mm -hmm. and you know what I think it is too? Lack of sympathy. Yeah. It's all of that. It's just, there's no, he has no desire for public service in any way. And that is even just saying words that may calm people down. Not that people need to be calmed down, but it's very emotional. And Mm -hmm. sometimes you need a voice. Obama was great with that. Other presidents have been great with that. Bush, even Bush was great with that. Obama came out yesterday. Yeah. Showed up the actual president. But man, if you, if you want somebody to step up, you know, you don't have to ask twice for it to be the rock. No. And he sent out like, I don't even know what this was yesterday. Like an eight minute video. Eight minutes. Eight minutes. He layeth the smacketh down. So here's a little bit of uh, Dwayne Johnson. Where are you? Where is our leader? Where are you? Where is our leader at this time? At this time when our country is down on its knees, begging, pleading, hurt, angry, frustrated, in pain, begging and pleading with its arms out, just wanting to be heard, begging and pleading and praying for change. Where are you? Where is our compassionate leader who's going to step up to our country, who's down on its knees and extend a hand and say, you stand up. Stand up with me. Stand up with me because I got you. I got you. I got you. I hear you. I'm listening to you. And you have my word that I'm going to do everything in my power and, and until my dying day, my last breath, to do everything I can to create the change that is needed to normalize equality because black lives matter. Right, Damn. so that was eight minutes. That's like a little tiny bit of uh, of Dwayne Johnson's. Uh, he showed up for the people. That's why he's the people's champ. Yeah, that is, and that's why it's it's so. There's so many opportunities now, and it's actually you know, it's good because 
you get to hear a lot of different voices right now as opposed to just sort of one. Everybody mm-hmm. focusing on, you know, on Trump and the fact that he's been so silent uh, except for him, you know, being an absolute a-hole on Twitter. Uh, it leaves lots of room for voices, which is, which is great. It's really great. I think great. I saw a story that uh, Snapchat was going to start to limit, because right now I think they have Donald Trump. I guess Trump is on Snapchat. Uh, really? Yeah, they're going to limit the you recommendations. You upsend news. Nah, 244. <laughs> I'm 244. <laughs> Got to get down a little. <laughs> I'm working on it. Don't worry. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Now we can finally get ice cream. Yeah, I was literally just reading that. So, so uh, what, ice cream trucks can open now? Yeah, uh, Mayor John Tory announced yesterday that all licensed street food vendors and ice cream trucks will be permitted to operate in Toronto. Of course, the physical distancing rules mm-hmm. still apply. Um, also, Mayor Tory added that uh, in the next few days, they're going to talk about potentially allowing patio space for restaurants. Oh, yeah? To reopen. Because we're going into a hot-ass summer. People need to get outside, right? I could do that right now. Ice cream or patio? <laughs> patio ice cream on a patio. Ice cream on a patio, baby. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's it's interesting, though, that uh, you're going to have to buy an ice cream truck to go see your parents. I know. Isn't we should all go in on one. Not you, Maury. We'll go broke. <laughs> Eating all the supply. <laughs> Let me show you how it's done. <laughs> What's going on with your hair today, Maury? You're not driving. You're not coming here for a uh, second. Whatever, dude. You are the. You know, I saw Maury the other day. Yeah. We were leaving the parking garage. Yeah. And Maury treats our parking garage. First of all, the way you start your car and leave oh, is it's crazy. The most dangerous thing I have ever seen. Yeah. So imagine it's like you get behind the wheel. Like he's a pace car. You turn the car on and immediately <laughs> go. Yeah. That's what Maury does in his Yaris. Yeah. Because oh, I've already looked behind my car before I got in it. And he <laughs> peels out of the parking spot. Yeah. Like complete disregard for oh, potentially oh, any no, car. I and there's know. like in our parking garage here in the yeah. building, there's so many little corners. Yeah. Right. And the, the space is very Bro. small that if somebody whips around a corner driving as fast as Maury does in a parking garage, there'd yeah. be an accident right away. That's a- I've driven in with Maury for years. You know that. I know. Right? And since COVID, really, I've never... I, 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 I go through long stretches now where I'm on the highway in the middle of the night where I don't think I'm going to die. Where with Maury, it was daily. Right? <laughs> I remember one time, I remember one time Maury and I were in the car and I don't know what was happening. He was singing or something like that. But I don't know what was going on. But I was just shooting a video of Maury while he was driving while he was singing. Mm-hmm. Because it was funny. Oh and, yeah, and singing fans, Dock of the Bay, and fans would and fans would love it. Um, and I posted the video, and the video was like two minutes, and people started noticing on the video that not one time in that two minutes, while Maury was changing lanes at stoplights, turning corners, did he ever look in any of his mirrors? Yeah, never. <laughs> I believe it. So believe I'm driving it. the ice cream truck. Yeah, exactly. What's going on with your hair today? What did you, you cut it? No, somebody else cut my hair. Who for cut me. your hair? Matthew cut my hair. Matthew cut your hair. Yeah. Where, like you only cut the sides? Yeah, uh, I had to put a baseball cap on it and cut around it. <laughs> like a bowl cut? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Why, why right did he now. cut your hair? Was it just like you wanted it cut or he needed no, he it cut? No, he didn't like how when I wore a baseball cap when we walk, go for our nightly walks, how the hair um, would curl from within. Oh, see, to me, that's the we only way to wear a, base hat, a baseball hat. That's what I said to him. I go, that's that's the look when, yeah. you, when you play baseball. Yeah. That's baseball hair. So are you going to be able to cut his hair now? Hell no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, AMC Theaters is saying that they don't know if they're going to be able to come back, bounce back after coronavirus. No. Uh, biggest movie theater chain in the States, or actually in the world. In the world. And because of the lockdown, and everyone just got to stay at home, theaters are closed, and everybody watching just everything that they can uh, using streaming services. Well, I'll the tell amount of money you. that's been lost from movie theaters and, I mean, movie companies as well because they're not able to release any movies. No. It's just an astronomical amount. I've been trying to watch movies at home, but I keep falling asleep. Yeah, that's a problem. I mean, mm. I fall asleep anywhere. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but are you just starting them too late? I started at one this past weekend at like six o'clock, yeah. right after dinner. Yeah. But you're comfortable on your own couch in your own home. That's the problem. You fall asleep. That's yeah. the problem. I know. And even when theaters do come back, they're going to be at limited capacity for quite a while. Yeah, you're not going to so, get those sold out packed theaters. And I don't know if it's, they're going to have to redo like a redesign of theaters to accommodate smaller amount of people. And this, and if you're not, and if you're running at limited capacity, because we've talked about this many times, if you're running at limited capacity and you're you're you're, you're a theater company, you're a theater owner, if you can only allow in say thirty to forty percent of the amount of people that you would normally be allowed in, then you are fully relying on movie studios having to be willing to release movies with a max audience of just thirty to forty percent. Yeah, and I don't know if that's going to happen. Unless they managed to do what they had talked about weeks ago, which really pissed off the movie, uh, the theater companies, which was releasing them simultaneously in theaters and on video on demand. See, that's and, the only way I feel But that, the theaters don't want that. No, I know, but that's the only way I feel that movie companies are going to be able to make any money but, or make enough money to recoup what they spent on said movie. But then you have the theater companies saying, okay, well, listen, we're only allowed to let in 35 to 40%. Yeah. And you want to do on demand, and and now you're going to cut into our thirty to forty percent. I know this is going to screw with everything, right? Like it's a problem. It's going to mess with everything. It's a huge problem. If they put them on at home, then they have to put trailers at the beginning because it's also part of the fun of going to the theater is watching the trailers. Like oh, the see, I don't even do that anymore. I, with with reserved seating, I haven't. I mean, I don't go to movies anyway. But with reserve <laughs> with reserve seating. I yeah. haven't watched a trailer in forever. It's part of the fun of going. I no. love seeing what's coming up. No, jibber-jabber. It's too much. And most of those trailers you've already seen. Yeah. Because when they come out, they just... Yeah, I know. You it's, go on YouTube, yeah, you It's unavoidable. It's, it's right? on Twitter. It's, I've, I saw weeks ago. Yeah. But no, no, no. I uh, With reserved seating, uh, ever since they started that reserved seating, when you buy your tickets online... It's the best. It's the best. I, I love don't, like, it. I, I don't know if you could fully explain to people who have only lived with reserved seating, like my kid, uh-huh. right? I don't know if you could fully, like... Explain to her what it was like when you would have to go and line up at noon for a movie that was at four. Yeah. Which I've done countless like, times like in my life. Tickets, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like I can't tell you the amount of movies that my brother and I, when when the Uptown was open on Young Street, oh, good deal. right? Well, I can't tell you the amount of movies we would grab Now Magazine. We'd be like, okay, what time is it playing? Okay, it's playing at one and then it's playing at four and it's playing at eight. And he's like, okay, do you want to go to the four? And I'm like, let's go to the four. And he's like, what time do you want to go line up? And I'm like, God, I think if we got to be there by at least one for the four. 
and you just sit on the sidewalk, dude. And I used bake. to. I used to work at the movie theater. Yeah, yeah, like that was it, right? You, yeah. But but you don't have that anymore, and so now you just go online buy your tickets, and I'm like, but, I'm not even watching trailers. No, and you don't I'm show hanging up, out and show up ten minutes please. after what's listed. Yes, on but then the you're movie. missing. Yes. Then you're missing also the the commercial about Tommy. Don't, don't like be that. a Tommy texter. Don't like any of that stuff. It's jibber jabber. They yeah. shouldn't have any of that stuff, and especially when they started playing commercials for trucks. I'm like, don't do that. <laughs> right? Wow, why you hate trucks so much? I don't. I love trucks. <laughs> right? And I you shouldn't own a truck. Tr- I shouldn't have said truck. <laughs> I shouldn't have said detergent. <laughs> Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Oh man, let me read this. Okay. OPP Highway Safety just tweeted this out, along with pictures. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. After purchasing his car and picking it up for the first time. OPP observed a vehicle traveling at 221 kilometers an hour. Ooh. The driver exited Highway 401 and Hespler Road in Cambridge and crashed. Oh, God. The 19 and 16-year-old occupants fled on foot but were arrested a short distance from their wrecked car. Courtney XL, 19 years old of North York, charged with dangerous driving, street racing, Cannabis readily available, fail to remain, no insurance, unauthorized plates, hashtag seven-day license suspension, hashtag seven-day vehicle impound. God. Here's a picture of the car, rolled over. Oh, yeah, there you on go. On its side. Yeah. What kind of car was it? I don't know. I, I think I, it might head, be like you a, said that. I was like thinking a sports car, but that looks like my grandfather's old tempo. Like a regular sedan. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a Chevy yeah. or something. I don't know what that is. Yeah, listen. How and how old were they? Nineteen, God, sixteen you, years old. What are you doing at sixteen driving a car? I've said this before, and I know I'm going to get some heat for it. Sixteen's too young to get a driver's license. You are Somebody not, even argued nineteen are, is too young. You are not nearly a responsible enough human being to have that kind of power at sixteen. <clears throat> but two hundred and twenty-one kilometers. Exactly. Isn't that insane? Exactly. Yeah. No, it's nuts. It's nuts. So take it easy out there, everybody. Right? <laughs> what? Say it. Say it. Say it. Okay. So <laughs> I almost got busted. Yeah. Last week, <laughs> and the cop acknowledged that I was going too fast because I come up over a hill and then I'm going down a hill. I'm in like I'm out in the country, and then he's this cop is parked in between like this sort of. This, intersection where there's like a big bush and he has his gun right and like his sensor seeing how fast people are going but on the street there's also one of those big signs that tells you how fast you're going right okay so i come up over the hill and i'm coming down the hill yeah and uh and and and, yeah i'm just picking up a little speed right and then the cop, like, I see him, and he has the thing in his hand, and he's pointing at me. Yeah. And then he just, like, puts up his hand, and then I'm, like, I put on the brake because I'm, like, about to stop. And then he just, like, puts up his hand and then just sort of waves me through, right? Uh-huh. And then I look at the thing, and I'm, like, oh, my God, did I almost get busted speeding? And then I was, like, I could never come into this show and tell you guys that I got busted <laughs> doing 54 and a 50. <laughs> <laughs> Negligent. <laughs> right. How dare you? <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, did you see what happened at Joe Exotic Zoo? 
so, burned down. No, so it's now Carol Baskins. How? So what happened was is that when Joe Exotic left Oklahoma back in 2011, I think it was, he left the zoo in control of his mother and his former business partner, Jeff Lowe, who was also in the Tiger King documentary. And then in 2016, Carol Baskin sued Joe Exotic, which is all part of the documentary, claiming that the transfer of deeds was fraudulent. So when Joe left, he left the zoo to his, I guess, his mother and Jeff Lowe. And then Carol Baskin challenged saying that that wasn't an actual transaction because she sued him for a million dollars for, what was it, like copyright infringement because he kept using her videos in in his thing, right? So it was like a copyright thing. And then the judge came back and said, yes, that the actual ownership of Joe Exotic Zoo does not belong to the mother or Jeff Lowe and therefore Carol Baskin can take control of it. So, so Jeff Lowe though owns all the animals. So Jeff so where's Lowe, where's he taking all the animals? He's just moving them to another zoo down the road. Oh, a so zoo that he owns? I guess he's building a new one. Oh, so he has. I think they have like 120 days or something like that. So what is she going to do with to vacate all the that land? land? I don't know. Because now that she owns it, like, what are you going to do? I, I, I guess you open maybe another zoo and then you compete with the Jeff Lowe's. I, I mean, don't... hers is currently closed. I just phoned, and due to COVID and the Netflix documentary, they're no longer open. Oh, Big Cat Rescue. Like, she cool. says the only way to, to see the animals is online. But like, is that because of COVID, though? She On the voicemail, it says, due to COVID and the backlash of the Netflix documentary, we are currently closed. It says that on the voicemail? Yeah. And Why then, would she even say that? Just I have no idea. And it's like, COVID. hit zero for the gift shop. Oh, go, go call right now. Okay. Get the number. Well, I want to I want to hear this. That's a weird thing to say yeah. on a voicemail because of the backlash of, uh, of the Netflix. It's kind of petty. Of the, it's, <laughs> right? Yeah. But, but she sued, right? Like, that's the whole thing is that when you sue somebody and you win, they start seizing assets. And I guess the problem was that... They tried to claim that Joe, that the the zoo wasn't an asset of Joe Exotic and therefore wasn't up for grabs. So is she going to just move Big Cat Rescue? No, there? she's still. But I don't know if I don't know if those places are popular anymore. Is it, I can I if... can I go to the line, Maury? <clears throat> huh? Okay, hold on. What? Nine two zero. Four one three zero. Thank you for calling Big Cat Rescue. Due to the negative impact of COVID-19 and Tiger King, the only way to see the cats is online and on our live webcams. Press 1 for more info. If this is an emergency involving a wild cat, press 2. If you would like to help support the cats and end the abuse of big cats as pets, props, and for their parts, press 3. If you are interested in volunteering, press 4. If you are interested in having someone speak at your event or to your class, press 5. 
If you are calling about an order, press 6. Our email address is info at bigcatrescue.org. To hear these options again, press pound. If none of these choices apply, press zero to leave a message, but understand it may be a long time before anyone is available to return your call. If you stay on the line, your call will be forwarded to voicemail. Thank you for calling Big Cat Rescue. Wait, so did I press zero or No, I don't know what you do. I I know, but I missed all the options. You want me to hit the button to hear all the... Thank you for calling Big Cat Rescue. Oh, jeez. Due to the negative impact... what do we do? Oh, we got to listen to this all over again? The only way to see the cats is online. And Just on press our the button. Press anybody. Hit zero. Press any press button. We're going to get out of here. Oh, jeez. It's ringing again. <gasps> Hold on a second. Thank you for calling Big Cat Rescue. You've reached the gift shop. We are unable the to answer your call. We are either on the phone or are assisting another person. a real person for a second. Like, your the, call is important to us. So please leave your brief message with your name and number, and we'll call you back. Oh. We are closed to the public on Thursdays, oh, and we will not return calls on those. This, oh, oh, geez, what's going on for down there? supporting our cats, and we look forward to your next visit. What is going on? Have a on? great day. What's going on down there? At the tone, There's a, oh, please record your message. message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. <laughs> I don't have anything to say right now. <laughs> You want to say hi? <laughs> hi, Big Cat Rescue. <laughs> it's Razamoka. No, sh- What is the matter with you? You just said our names. So what? What are they going to do? I don't know. It's uh, 416. Uh, how, do, what's, how do they get a hold of us? 870-8888. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hello? Hey, it's Roz and Mocha. What's up? Oh, hi. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, you have a second to talk? Yeah, sure. Okay, what's your name? Mary. So I just want to talk to you about the text that you sent. Yeah. Because, Roz, every day when you scream out, let's do the news, yes, you do it in a certain way. I do. Right? And it's the same way, which is why a lot of people think that's pre-recorded. But we always have to emphasize that the three times a day you scream out, let's do the news, it's always done live. Correct. Now, what Mary said was... Do you think that if you start the news differently, people would be irate? Like one time, if you just say it's time for the news in like a really dull voice, if you think really boring, ton of people would get upset. Uh, To be honest with you, I don't know. I don't know that if we switched up the way we intro the news, if people may actually like it better. I don't know if people find it annoying. I don't know if as soon as uh, I scream that, people switch the station. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know any of those things. So if you say it any differently, someone may say back to you, hey, I like that other way you say it. Yeah, then I will just say what I would always say in a situation, which is I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) So, So Mary, the answer is he doesn't care. I just feel like if you do it differently, just the one time, people are going to be concerned. They're going to be like, oh, what's the matter? Is everything okay? Or yeah, is, Roz, is Roz's voice broken? Or No, you're absolutely right. Because there, <laughs> there have been broken. times, there have been times where we've all been sick in this room. And there have been times when I couldn't yell, let's do the news. And you have to say very specifically beforehand, okay, I'm not going to be able to yell because I'm sick today. It's like when Mocha yells, it's Friday. You know, that Mocha has been sick to the point of where he hasn't started the show yelling it's Friday on a Friday. And the phones light up being like, what are you doing? 
Where's it? Where's it's Friday? And then he used to sit on the phone with people going, God, I had a fever last night, man. Okay. Like, showed up to work. Like, if I yell that right now, I may hit the floor. <laughs> and, and, and the reaction from people is usually, I don't care. That's true. <laughs> you know, so I just think there's a lot of that going oh, on. Oh, actually, my question to you, Mary, is do you like the way Roz screams out, let's do the news? I do. And oh, I think okay. I would be one of the people that's irate if he does it like boring like let's do the news or it's time for the news now like i'd be like what's the matter clarification i care very much about what you think <laughs> <laughs> well would you like to stay on the phone with us while Roz introduces the news sure all right here we go Ma- mary right yeah mary are you- <laughs> <laughs> dude i said her I name know, like 10 times, i know bro. i had other stuff going on okay <laughs> Jeez, man. All right, Mary, this one's for you. Hey, Mocha, you ready? Yeah. Let's do the news. Love you, Mary. <laughs> Love you guys, too. A Roz and Mocha show and kiss 92.5 news break. According to Twitter, Donald Trump's Minnesota tweet violated the rules on violence. So Trump tweeted, I can't stand back and watch this happen to a great American city, Minneapolis. A total lack of leadership. Either the very weak radical left mayor, Jacob Fry, get his act together and bring the city under control. Or I will send in the National Guard and get the job done right. These thugs are dishonoring the memory of George Floyd. And I won't let that happen. Just spoke with the governor uh, and told him that the military is with him all the way. Any difficulty and we will assume control but when the looting starts the shooting starts thank you and then twitter flagged this by saying this tweet violated the twitter rules about glorifying violence uh the company said uh in a text that now also with that though they said however twitter has determined that it may be in the public's interest for the tweet to remain accessible meaning they're not going to delete it they just flagged it and this of course was after trump's uh, executive order that he had signed yesterday because it's flagged you can't retweet it. Right. Yeah, you can't retweet it. So there you go. Um, the protests in Minneapolis, uh, these police precinct building uh, was stormed and set on fire. But down in Louisville, Kentucky, seven people overnight were shot as demonstrators gathered to demand justice for Breonna Taylor, who was a 26-year-old black woman who was shot and killed in March when police officers entered her house. So this is all now erupting in Louisville over another death that happened uh, back in March. Yeah, and, it's um, scary. All the footage from both those places, both those scenarios that are all playing out right now, yeah. it is just... You can't believe that it's happening. It looks like a movie. And the county attorney's office had to issue a clarification um, after a press conference yesterday. So during the press conference, uh, Mike Freeman, who's the county attorney, said that despite the horrific video in George Floyd's death, quote, there is other evidence that does not support a criminal charge when asked about why the officers haven't been charged yet. And what the clarification was is that they said it is critical to review all the evidence. And he then compared this to the Freddie Gray case in Baltimore, where they he feels that they rushed to charge the uh, the officers involved because they were charged 12 days after Freddie Gray was killed. And if you remember, they were all found not guilty. So what he meant was they have to go through all the evidence, whether it is for or against, that could be brought up in pretrial mm. to determine um whether it stands or not. They don't want to be surprised by anything because they don't want to make a mistake. Uh, Madonna's being dragged 
on Twitter. She's trending right now. So Madonna posted a video of her son, David, dancing in the kitchen to Michael Jackson. And Madonna wrote this, uh, brutal, murder, brutal murder travels around the world. My son, David, dances to honor and pay tribute to George and his family and all acts of racism and discrimination that happens on a daily basis in America. And then it was a whole lot of, hey, Madonna, thanks for solving racism by dancing and then everybody was bringing Kendall Jenner into it. Saying oh, no. They, the Pepsi ad. The Pepsi ad. <laughs> she was probably like, thank God everybody forgot right? about this. You know what I mean, right? And then you're just there, and all of a sudden, you just start becoming a part of the conversation oh, as well. Uh, the NBA, so the schedule is going to go as followed. So the it's essentially an eight-game remaining season. Okay. With the top 22 teams. And as it is right now, the current Raptors lineup at the end of the regular season would have been Philadelphia, Boston, Denver, Lakers, Milwaukee, Houston, Miami, and Orlando. Ooh, strong. Okay. Strong, yeah. right? Uh, but that also means that also means that the Hawks aren't going to be a part of this play-in round, which also <gasps> means that Vince Carter... No! has played his last NBA game. With no big send-off. With nothing. Oh, Do you Vince. think they do something, though? Do you think they do in one of those games? you think they do something for the guys that might be retiring or something? Do you think they do that? Maybe. In the playoffs? After the Maybe. season, you think? Maybe Shem? after. Yeah. 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 They'll do like tribute videos that they'll tweet out and stuff. Yeah. Like I'm sure the Raptors will do something for Vince. Yeah, I know. Right? They might. I'm sure, it's tough, though. Atlanta will. Yeah. For sure. But I think the Raptors, because of the history that Vince Carter has with the Raptors, that they'll do oh, something for him. I know. What a way to end, though. And, and, it, and he's not alone. Like, he's not alone. They're, you know... This is, you know, high school kids and college kids and everybody else, you know, graduate. Things weren't supposed to end this way. Yeah. And things weren't supposed to can, end this way for most of us. Can they sign Vince to one game just uh, for the Raptors just so he can play one game? No, because he's still signed. Know. Yeah, he's still with the Hawks. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to help the guy out here. No, no. No, that's it. He'll get his tribute yeah. video. Also, that's it. Yeah, also the deadlines have long passed to re-sign yeah. somebody <laughs> new for the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Sorry, Vince. We love you, but, you know, can't do anything about it now. So I want to start actually mocha with uh, don lemon because don, don, lemon, don okay. lemon was trending over the weekend and he was calling out um uh, like hollywood elite for not speaking out uh when they should with regards to the uprising the protests the riots and the, of course the killing of george floyd but a lot of people i asked to come on this show to talk about this Wealthy celebrities, wealthy political people. I can't do it. I'm mad. I don't want people to see me mad. It might hurt my business. Or um, I'm so upset that I had to go to my country house and I just can't do it. Where are you? Why aren't you fighting for these young people? If you don't do it now, when are you going to do it? If you are a millionaire or a gazillionaire or a, a movie star or a politician and you don't step up now, when the hell are you going to do it? Stop making excuses. What, what, what are you worried about if you have made gazillions of dollars and you are rich and you have established? Why are you afraid of what someone else is going to think about you and your anger? That it's going to hurt your business or your reputation or your, I hate this word, this drives me crazy, your brand. Step up, people. Step up, Black Hollywood. Come on. Get out there. 
and get and come on CNN or wherever. I don't care where you go, but get out there and talk about this. Get on social media. Beyonce released the message. You can't. There's that person like me. There's that Oprah like me. There is that Jay-Z like me. There is that Colin Kaepernick who is like me, who is on television because of the knee, and now it is all coming full circle. There is Kim Kardashian who is like me. There is that Tracy Ellis Ross who is like me. And I'm talking about all these people who I admire and, and I love. There is that Tyler Perry who is like me. And uh, that Beyonce message was exactly this. We need justice for George Floyd. We all witnessed his murder in broad daylight. We're broken and we're disgusted. We cannot normalize this pain. And I'm not only speaking to people of color. If you're white, black, brown, or anything in between, I'm sure you feel hopeless by the racism going on in America right now. No more senseless killings of human beings. No more seeing people of color as less than human. We can no longer look away. George is all of our family in humanity. He's our family because he's a fellow American. There have been too many times that we've seen these violent killings and no consequences. Yes, someone's been charged, but justice is far from being achieved. And uh, Oprah did wind up uh, releasing a statement. She says, I haven't been able to get the image uh, of the knee on his neck out of my head. It's there every morning when I rise and when I go through uh ordinary duties of the day while pouring coffee, lacing my shoes and taking a breath. I think uh, he doesn't get to do this. George Floyd, we will not let your name just be a hashtag. And uh, Lil Wayne uh, speaking out. Some some people put a tweet out and they think that's they think they did something. Some people wear a shirt. They think they did something. I mean, what you going to do after that? Did, did you actually help the person? Did you actually help the family? Did you actually go out there and do something? So if I ain't about to do all that, then I ain't about to do nothing. I'll pray for you. Uh, did you see this Forbes story where they took Kylie Jenner's billionaire status away? <laughs> yeah, now Kylie, now she's not talking to her mom. She's pissed off. So, okay. The whole thing. It's so, so what's the actual so real petty. story? It's so petty. So I guess that Forbes had, when they put you on the billionaires list or they declare you the youngest self-made billionaire, they ask for receipts. Mm-hmm. And I guess what they were saying was that the family overinflated the worth of Kylie and sort of tied it together with the worth of the company and that there was a problem with the tax returns and that her mom actually owns a lot of the company. Oh, yikes. Okay, and that... So what I think it turned out to was they did this whole thing yeah. over the fact that Kylie isn't worth a billion dollars, but she's probably worth nine hundred million. Oh no! <laughs> she's gonna have to move. How's she gonna feed her kid? <laughs> Can you believe this? So worried for her. So anyway, so I believe that Mark Zuckerberg is now back to holding the title of the youngest self-made billionaire. And Kylie doesn't have much time to catch him because Zuckerberg did it at 23 and she will be 23 in August. Oh, no. So she better start selling some houses or yeah. something. <laughs> do you have the Kevin Hart clip? Uh, Kevin, I do. He's another one, yeah. George Floyd's death is another pure display of hatred, racism, at the highest level. And after it's over, the thing that can almost, that can almost at least correct is immediate reaction of consequences. And instead we wait. 
we wait. As a system, you're flawed. You're not only flawed, you're just, you're wrong on every level. There needs to be immediate consequences. That man needs to be thrown in jail for life. Not in weeks, now. If it was a black man, we know he would be in jail now. And by we, I'm talking about everybody. We as people know he would be in jail. There needs to be consequences brought to the other officers that were on hand because you got a duty to do. Your job is to save lives, not take them. That's your job. When you get called to a scene, the last thing you want to do is take a life. You're trained to try and save lives. That's what your job is. So when you're taking them and you're amongst a group of people that witness it, then you're all guilty. Point blank. You're all guilty. And the only people that seem to be falling victim to these type of consequences are people of color. People of color are the ones that are falling victim to our quote-unquote accidents. It's not accidents, man. And uh, you'll see Halloween is trending. And as far as I can see, Halloween is trending because uh, Donald Trump last night had the all the lights in the White House turned off, even the outside lights that shine up and illuminate the White House. And everybody's saying it looks like that's what you do to avoid trick-or-treaters when you run out of Snickers on Halloween. That's what do you that's, think? Like that's his way of dealing. Everybody with, protesting outside of the White House yes. would think that he's not home. That's the yeah. That's his. That's his uh, way of dealing. Let's go with, off the street, everybody, with the, pro- with the protesters. Obviously, are chanting. He's not going to hear because he's not home. <laughs> he's, not, oh, he's not home. Obviously, lights, the lights are, are off. Obviously, he's not home. But apparently, yeah, he went yeah. to the bunker last night, and the bunker beneath the White House from what I can see, hasn't been used since September 11th. When they brought, when, because Bush was out of town, Mm -hmm. Cheney was still in the White House. And from what I can see, that bunker hasn't been used since they brought Dick Cheney to it on September 11th. Wow. So you had like a global terrorist attack where the buildings in New York were falling. And so they brought the, vice president down there mm. and then you have donald trump using it now in 2020 because he's scared of people yeah <laughs> it's like <laughs> when you think about everything right yeah that we've been going through this year this year sucks it is hard to believe that we like this is what we're living through yeah like we I shouldn't know. have to be living through this and we are I know. I know. And I'm watching the protests over the week and I'm like, you know, you have so many feelings towards it, but then I'm still like, guys, the masks, come on. I know. Like you still like, we're still going through this too, right? But that's like the thing We're going though. through a lot. Everybody forgot about, not everybody, yeah. but like you kind of just put it in the back of your mind, COVID-19. And yeah. you see the amount of people, not just in America, but like the protests that were happening in Toronto and Vancouver yeah. and Montreal and all these people who are out there protesting, you want your voices to be heard, but a lot of people who are not protecting their faces. And then when you have things like smoke bombs going off and pepper spray being sprayed at you, yeah. your natural reaction is to cough. I know. Right? So yeah. all these, pro- like we're going to see now in the next yeah. couple of weeks, the effects that the protests have on the COVID-19 numbers, which it's is even so scarier. Sad. SpaceX and NASA managed to uh, send Bob and Doug into space. It was a, a successful. Yo, they planned it with their names, right? It was right? a successful launch. They planned it, right? 
They had to have with those names. Two meters. We are inside the hands-off point, the chop, the crew hands-off point. One meter to go. Soft capture complete. Dragon in Soft capture confirmed. Stand by for retraction and docking. Oh, this is when they're docking. Go to the launch. The launch is great. Three, two, one, zero. Ignition. Liftoff of the Falcon Line and Crew Dragon. Go NASA. Go SpaceX. Godspeed. Bottom dog. <laughs> Dragon, Chief Engineer on Dragon to Ground. Bob Doug, on behalf of the entire launch team, thanks for flying with Falcon 9 today. We hope you enjoyed the ride and wish you a great mission. Thanks, Bala. Congratulations to you and the F9 team for the first human ride for Falcon 9. There you go, All right? right? Bob and Doug. <laughs> Uh, Lizzo getting emotional on IG Live last night talking about George Floyd. We have to keep saying Black Lives Matter until you people who are saying all lives matter actually mean that. If you believe that all lives matter, then where is your outrage for the black lives, the black trans lives taken senselessly, unnecessarily, brutally? from police brutality. If you say all lives matter, then you believe black lives matter. But to me, all lives matter. Y'all wasn't saying this before we started saying black lives matter. So part of me feels like all lives matter is fake equality and full on anti-blackness. I don't know if you saw this, but Lee Michelle from Glee yeah. So she tweeted this. George Floyd did not deserve this. This was not an isolated incident and it must end. Hashtag Black Lives Matter. And then one of her former co-stars who's black, an actor by the name of um, Samantha Ware, replied saying this. Remember when you made my first television gig a living hell? Because I'll never forget. Well, I believe you told everyone that if you had the opportunity, you would crap in my wig. Oh my God. Among other what? traumatic, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that made me question my career in Hollywood. Uh, she tweeted in all caps. And uh, she was on the show for, I think, 11 episodes in the sixth season. I'm not sure. I don't. I never. I didn't watch. I only watched the first season of Glee when everybody watched the first season of Glee. So I don't remember um, who her character was. But so she was talking about how Lee Michelle on that show made her life a living hell and actually questioned now, uh, whether she wanted to be in Hollywood. Were there or not. rumors before going around that she wasn't the nicest person on yep. set? Yeah, there were Glee? rumors going around that Lee Michelle was an absolute nightmare on set. But I don't think that anybody has ever brought up any sort of race things uh, that I've heard of. Anyway, I could yeah. be completely wrong about that. But. Uh, I guess, yeah, she said that she, if she had the opportunity, she would have crapped in her wig. Oh, wow. Damn. Uh, let's just start at the top. Uh, news from several U.S. cities this morning on the seventh night of uh, the protests in the States. Um, reports of police officers targeted by violence in at least three cases across the U.S., uh, an officer has been shot reportedly near a casino in Las Vegas, while another was said to be involved in a shooting uh, nearby downtown in Las Vegas. Uh, four more hit by gunfire in St. Louis. After peaceful protests turned violent and in Buffalo, police officer and state trooper were hurt after a car drove through uh, a line of officers at uh, one of the city's protests. Uh, George Floyd's brother uh, on the site of where um, he was killed uh, spoke with people yesterday. 
I understand y'all upset. I doubt y'all half as upset as I am. So if I'm not over here wilding out, if I'm not over here blowing up stuff, if I'm not over here messing up my community, then what are y'all doing? What are y'all doing? Y'all doing nothing. Because that's not going to bring my brother back at all. It may feel good for the moment, but when it comes down, you're going to wonder what you did. My family is a peaceful family. My family is God-fearing. Yeah, we upset, but we're not going to take it. We're not going to be repetitious. In every case of police brutality, the same thing has been happening. Y'all protest, y'all destroy stuff, and they don't move. You know why they don't move? Because it's not their stuff, it's our stuff. So they want us to destroy our stuff. They're not going to move. So let's do this another way. Uh, George Clooney penned an essay for the Daily Beast in which he said uh, the anger and the frustration we see playing out once again in our streets is just a reminder of how little we've grown as a country from our original sin of slavery. He goes on to say uh, the fact that we aren't actually buying and selling other human beings anymore is not a badge of honor. We need systemic change in our law enforcement and in our criminal justice system. We need policymakers and politicians that reflect basic fairness to all their citizens equally, not leaders that stoke hatred and violence as if the idea of shooting looters could ever be anything less than a racial dog whistle. And Donald Trump yesterday, audio came out of a conference call where he was telling governors that they're being weak. You have to get much tougher. You're going to get overridden. You have to dominate. If you don't dominate, you're wasting your time. They're going to run over you. You're going to look like a bunch of jerks. You have to dominate. We're strongly looking for arrests, you have to get much tougher. You're going to get overridden. But you have to know what you're dealing with. And, and it's happened before. It's happened numerous times. And the only time it's successful is when you weak. And most of you are weak. Oh, man. Yeah, it was uh, confirmed by ESPN that uh, Floyd Mayweather will be paying the bill for uh, uh, George Floyd's funeral. I believe that he gave the family $88,000 so they could take care of everything that they needed to take care of. Ellen DeGeneres deleted a tweet referring to, quote, people of color after receiving a ton of backlash. Man, the last couple of months, Ellen has not had an easy ride. No, at all. There's a it's like she's close to now going into Lee Michelle category where people start going on record talking about her. But uh, but none of this is sort of working out well for her. She was criticized for saying nothing. And then when she did say something, what she said was, like so many of you, I am angry and sad. Uh, people of color in this country have faced injustices for far too long. For uh, for things to change, things must change. And then people went in on her for using the term people of color and not saying black. Mm. So then she deleted that tweet and is now is she, facing backlash for Did she say anything that. else or no? She, well, she said other stuff since then, but, uh, she, uh, but it's, it's the fact that... With Ellen, people got an eye on her right now, and they're very critical of what she says. And so, yeah, that, maybe just that, stay off social for a was, bit. Well, that's the whole thing, right? Uh, it's very difficult. Um, so, you were talking about how it was tax deadline, what, yesterday? Yeah. And so now it, we could have like, this is when the real sort of snitching begins. And it could be like, 
neighbor versus neighbor, friend oh. versus friend, coworker versus coworker. So the Canada Revenue Agency wants to hear about any instances of fraud in the COVID-19 federal aid programs. The CRA's oh. website now includes a national leads program accepting information about double dipping on the uh, Canada Emergency Response Benefit, the Canada Emergency Student Benefit, and the Canada Emergency Wage Subsidy. They're looking for examples of applicants not declaring all income or setting up fake businesses to claim losses. Service Canada officials have told the parliamentary committee that they've identified at least 200,000 so-called double dippers. Now, while this does represent a change in policy for Ottawa, uh, looking to tighten things up instead of just getting money to the door, the CRA has already warned all of the cash given out will be scrutinized on next year's tax returns. So, and we know that there won't be any sort of penalty, the big penalty is going to be, and what they already said, is that they'll just roll back the money. Yeah. So meaning that they will take whatever they gave you back. And so, yeah, so let the snitching begin. Oh, no. Uh, TikTok pledges to promote black creators after accusations of censorship. So in May, TikTok users started changing their profile pictures uh, to the black power symbol to protest the censorship of black creators. And uh, TikTok has said that they are going to include uh, launching what it calls a, quote, creator diversity council aimed at, quote, recognizing and uplifting the voices, driving culture, creativity, and important conversations on the platform. This is what they wrote in a blog post. TikTok says that it will also reassess its uh, moderation strategies and uh, build out a new, quote, user-friendly appeals process. So TikTok is from the very beginning. They They were accused of, like, not everything not promoting like everybody you had to be good looking they didn't want you doing your videos in an ugly room yeah they didn't want like they they were very ugly no yeah it was a very cute like no i i understand when people have their own instagram page where they curate it to sort of give off an aesthetic or a vibe Mm -hmm. but i've never seen a platform that does that with the actual users of its platform where they sort of aggregated all of their own users to put off a specific aesthetic or yeah. vibe, which is really weird. So apparently they're going to change that. I don't know. Zane has broke his sort of social media silence um, by Ooh. commenting on the George Floyd killing uh, in a statement. He just said it was just like a black sort of square with white words on it. And uh, he wrote what is happening right now is exactly what happens when you leave a wound untreated and act oblivious in its constant presence. This uprising has escalated due to the racism, ignorance, and arrogance that burdens America and the world. I am deeply saddened by every act of discrimination and cannot stay silent. So that is uh, from Zane from 1D. And now it's time for Ask Roz and Mocha. Jeff, what's up, man? It's Roz and Mocha. How are you guys? Good, how are you? Pretty good, man. I can't read the name Jeff or hear the name Jeff without thinking of that one line from 22 Jump Street, right at the very beginning. <laughs> Channing Tatum. My name's Jeff. <laughs> you remember that? Absolutely, 100%. <laughs> wow, I don't even remember that. No, no. I have the scene right here. Let me, oh. This is like right at the beginning when they're meeting up with uh, the, the drug dealers. <laughs> <laughs> and Jonah Hill is pretending to be like a... A cartel guy. Yeah. Like a, yeah. And then Channing Tatum just in like normal clothes. I'm trying to see that product. You're sleepy. What's up, homie? You know my cousin, sad boy. 
think you got the wrong guy, Holmes. Oh, that's bullshit, man. Get sleepy. Everyone's saying the barrio sleepy. He like the Mexican Wolverine and, and my partner here, he want to see the product. When he talking? My name is Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I can be honest. I think that scene right there ruined it all for all Jeff. <laughs> yeah. It really did. It's <laughs> right, so Jeff, what is your your question for Ask Razamoka? So my one question is, I bought a new house recently, and in the backyard, the lot the lawn was taken care of, just kind of crappy a little bit, and it's all patchy. And I just want to know, how do I get a raw lawn, like a smooth, cool lawn? <laughs> uh, how do you get a smooth, cool lawn? Um, what did you? What have you done so far? Okay, so so far I put a bunch of topsoil, I ordered a bunch of topsoil, put it on the lawn, added some seed, and then just waited for it to grow. And it hasn't done really much, anything. Okay. Uh, have you been watering it at all? Oh, so yeah, every morning we go out, we water it, and then I just, I, I do it in the morning time because I feel like it soaks up more of the water in the morning. But I know, like the problem, part of the problem is that you can't, it's, you're way too late in the season to uh, to lay down seed. Yeah, we, we seed. That's what I was we, thinking. We, too, seed, yeah. we seed in the fall. Right. So, right. What, so what I usually do is, if you're going to, if you're going to seed here, you're looking at usually mid-August to lay down seed, depending on what kind of topsoil you're putting down. Right. Like, there's, you can buy some real garbage topsoil. So I don't know, mm -hmm. I don't know where you're getting topsoil from, but you want to put it down. You want to roll the topsoil. So rent a roller from Home Depot, throw some water in it, go out and level it all out and roll the topsoil down. Then you're going to use really good seed. Okay. Like that's the okay. thing is you got to go and buy really good seed and really good seed is not cheap. And chances are you're not going to find this at a big box, okay? Mm -hmm. You, you got to go and you got to get really good seed, and you have to put it down at the right rate as well. So which means you have to get a really you have to get go and buy a spreader and put really good seed in the spreader, and then you're going to roll you're going to spread seed out over the lawn. Then you're going to roll in that seed again. Because you need seed to, you need it to really good contact with the soil. Then what I usually do is I go and I get like six or seven, I don't know how big your lawn is, um, bags of peat moss, like the big cubes of peat moss. And you put it in a wheelbarrow and you crush it all up and then fling it all over the lawn and cover up all that dirt and seed with a thin layer of peat moss. Mm -hmm. Because one peat moss present prevents birds from coming down and eating all your seed because it sounds like you got birds and there it's yeah. gonna, it's going to be a it's going to be a buffet at Jeff's house, okay? Jeff's buffet, okay. Jeff's buffet, and then you and then you need to water. So the the thing with peat moss right. is peat moss retains a ton of water, okay? And what you do not want is you can't just kind of go out willy-nilly and just like water once a day. You have to be on a, like a water program because the one thing that can't happen is the seed can't dry out. Right. Okay. Right. If the seed dries, the seed dies. Okay. And oh. so, so you have to keep the seed moist, not wet, but everything mm -hmm. has to stay, everything has to stay moist. 
And depending on what kind of seed you're throwing down, you should start to see little sort of like seedlings germinating, um, you know, within seven or eight days if you're using just like a regular ryegrass or like you want your lawn like mine, like you want to be able to mow low, like you want like golf course lawn. Like if you lay the grass out and it looks like carpet after. But do you want like thick? Do you want like thick grass? Yeah, I want want good thick grass. Sorry, sorry. Do you want tall grass or short grass? Um, short grass. Short grass. Okay, so, so like so, Kentucky blue. Yeah, but that takes forever to germinate, though. You're looking at like 30 days for, uh, for Kentucky blue. So per- perennial ryegrass is super easy. Go buy really good perennial ryegrass with zero percent. Make sure you look on the label. Zero percent weeds. Uh, the company that I usually order from online is a place called Seed Ranch. Right. And if you want to get really good grass seed, Champion GQ is a really good seed. Um, so that, what, that, that grows I, like crazy up here. Okay. Can I ask a question though? When you lay the seeds down, how do you get critters out? Like, how do you keep critters out? Because I found as soon as I lay the seeds down, I had chipmunks. Like what kind of, oh, chipmunks and stuff? Oh, that's not, you're just not going to, that's just, that's a way of life, man. Then you yeah. just, you're just filling spots. Yeah, I guess you're filling, so. You just fill in spots after the fact. But, um, okay. but all of, so right now you can, you can prepare your sort of bed, you know, and, and, and listen, if you plant seed in the spring, cause I got a buddy that just did this. If you plant seed in the spring, the best you can hope for is maybe that 30% survives the summer mm-hmm. because why you don't, okay. why you don't plant in the spring is because it doesn't, it, it doesn't get a strong enough root system to survive July and August heat. But so when you plant, right. when you plant late summer, you get three seasons before the summer hits. You get fall, winter, and spring uh, of growth before the summer hits. Right. I, so that's I will why say, we plant. When was it? March or no? Maybe April. I ripped out like a bunch of. Uh, it was just like dead grass and weeds, and just a, in a back part of my of my backyard. And I did get like a. A, a tiny little bag from I think Home Depot or Canadian Tire of just like regular Scotts uh, grass seed because I wanted to test to see what the growth was like in my backyard and I laid it right, down. Right. And it's like it's pretty lush now to be honest with you because I just kept getting 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 water. But I'm not expecting that grass that's there now. It was more of like a experiment. I'm not expecting it to last throughout the summertime. So here I'll show you a picture right now, Mocha, mm-hmm. of what my lawn looked like. Two summers ago, so so okay. right now in twenty in twenty eighteen. Okay. Okay. So this is what my lawn looked like in twenty in twenty eighteen. Oh yeah, super dry, lots of weeds, no grass, no. What it was, is that? It was just all weeds. Oh, it is it. Yeah, oh, I yeah, I had I had seven thousand square feet of weeds. Jeez. Oh, yeah, but you can do it, man. Oh, that's okay. Are you interested yeah, in no. looking at this, Maury? Are you interested in this at all? How many times you said seed and moist right. in one conversation? <laughs> that's what my lawn looked like two years ago. It looks like uh, the, the lawn that uh, my dog pees in. Yeah, exactly. And that's all it was good for. One last question for you guys. When you do the soil, do you do topsoil, fertilizer, then seed? Or, like, how does that process go? I think that's what's kind of confusing me a little bit, too. So topsoil and then throw your seed down. Some people wait a week before they throw fertilizer down. I do it all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Same. Okay. Yes, okay. same here. <laughs> I, think I, was, <laughs> I think I was nervous to do that because I thought that if you threw fertilizer on, it was just going to kill the seed. No, no, so no, I no, never, no, no, nothing. no, okay. it, it will if you put too much. And that's a, that's the thing that people do is they're just like, oh my God, like it's not growing. I need to throw more fertilizer down and then throw you burn it, your grass. And then, yeah, exactly. And then you're done for it. Right. So fertilize right. fertilizer is like spoon feeding, right? Like you just little bits, little bits, little bits, little bits. Awesome. 
Oh, it's awesome, guys. Have you Thanks so much for having down like artificial grass. Yeah, do you know how expensive artificial grass is? <laughs> but think of how much money you're going to save in the long run. I will no, I will save no money. <laughs> because one bag, he wasted it all yeah, on artificial because, grass. Because one bag of seed cost me $300, and artificial grass is going to cost me 15000 Yeah, but the gas for your mower? I will never spend $15,000 on gas for my mower. But think about all the... It cost me $40 a summer for gas <laughs> for my mower. it's constantly beautiful. My lawn is constantly beautiful. Okay, Anything chat. else, Maury? No, no, I'm good. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right, later. Oh, actually, right. wait. Yeah. You know what, Jeff? Yes. I'm going to keep yeah. you on the phone for this next question from Atusa because uh, it's a question specifically for Roz, and I think you'll benefit oh. from this as well, Jeff. Oh, okay, perfect. So, Roz, Absolutely. in your opinion, what tool would you use to remove grass <sighs> in order to plant plants? Oh, Let's say a larger area. Backhoe. Um, yeah, geez. I mean, yeah, if you live on a farm. Okay, so first thing I would say, removing any grass, shovel, and your back. Yeah. Right? That's really that's really it. Just dig the shovel in, get a good shovel, and dig it in underneath the grass, and then you'll just literally be able to pull it up. Um, but if it's a larger area, I will always recommend just going online and looking to see what your big box stores will rent. Go to their rental section, and oftentimes they have a tool that will do this. Now, tilling is what a lot of people wind up doing. So you rip up all the grass, and then you want to plant flower beds, and you want to till. What tilling will do is it's going to bring up whatever junk weed seeds are in that soil and haven't yeah. germinated yet. They will just start to all bloom. Um, so you just have to watch out for that. But uh, but yeah, a shovel and get underneath it and then just start pulling. Get on your hands and knees and just start pulling. <laughs> yeah, that's that's when you call the fiance in at that point. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> there you go, Jeff. Thanks, man. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Right right day. This has been dad talk. With <laughs> <laughs> All right, Justin. Oh, another question specifically for us. Oh my God. And I you know what? Yeah. I'm glad Justin asked this question because I don't even know the answer. How did you, Roz, come up with screaming out, let's do the news? <laughs> do you remember? Did we even do that, like, on the very first Roz and Moga show? We, we did, we right? Did. We did. When we did it, we, whenever we did the very first news, we started, we, we did it that way. And it's interesting because... So 10 plus years ago. Yeah, and there, was a, there wasn't, like, a real serious reason for it, but... Um, I thought like a catchphrase would be funny. Yeah. <laughs> and at the beginning, I was just sort of test driving it, right? Yeah. Where I didn't know if we were going to stick with it or if somebody was ever going to tell us to stop yelling because we were so loud <laughs> back yeah. then. Like everything was just loud back then. And, uh, and we decided to do the news. And then literally, I didn't know what I was going to say or how it was going to sound because I just knew that I was going to yell, let's do the news. But I had never yelled it. Like, I didn't practice it at all, yeah. right? And then so the first time I did it, I was just like, oh, my God, that's so ridiculous. And then I went home that day. And I remember because Catherine listened to the, 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 used to listen to all the shows. And I went home and I walked in the door. Oh, what? Now and, she doesn't because she's bored? Yeah, she's bored. <laughs> um, and I went home and I remember I walked through the door and Catherine goes, let's do the news. 
news like this, right? And yeah. I was just like, oh my God, like out of everything. And then we just never stopped doing it. And people will yell it at me when I, when they see me or whatever, right? But no, there was no sort of big thing. Like there was no research behind it or anything like that. <laughs> because when we started the show, we there was no rules, right? Yeah. There was no, there was nobody telling us what to do and what not to do. So we just sort of figured it out all on our, all on our own. But yeah, we did that the very first time we did the news. It started that way. And we only ever used to do the news once a show. And now we do the news three times a show. And it's been the exact same way for 10 plus years, almost 11 years. There now. was one year or one Raptor game that I went to with yeah. a friend. And anytime, <laughs> I think it was he started it. But every single time the Raptors scored a basket, yeah. we would all, both scream out, oh, let's do the news. <laughs> what did you, yeah, yeah. yeah. And everyone's like looking around like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's so it's so funny how that stuff happens. And then it just, you know, it becomes a, it becomes a thing. But no, I'm I'm happy we do it. I like that that Me too. thing exists on the show. And I like that it's such a bone of contention for people who some people think it's all pre-recorded. Some people think it's you that says it. Some people, there's a lot of controversy with let's do the news. Over uh, the the one thing that I love about it is that you get so excited when you scream out let's do the news right it's actually the most excited you get on any show ever in my it's made my life ever oh wow damn. i'm never as i'm never as enthusiastic about anything in my life <laughs> Yo, you're, you're lucky your girlfriend's not listening right now <laughs> no come on uh gavin asks how do you think covid19 will change your industry going forward mm. Well, first of all, I think we're not going to have as many guests in here yeah, in the studio yeah, you're right. um, as many as we have in the past. I don't think you're going to see a lot of celebrities crossing the border. For a while. For a while. But what about permanent changes? I think... Like we can never do our before show kiss again. <laughs> right. That's gone forever yeah, now more. Forever. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just think our like our offices are going to be virtually empty. It's it's interesting. I th we work in a building right now that years ago they had the idea of transferring transforming it into this thing called shared space where it used to be a regular office building and every department had their own floor and everybody had their own either office or cubicle or place to work that was yours and then the philosophy was that's an outdated model and all you need as an as an employee is we will give you a phone and a computer and then the entire building is going to be something called shared space which you then just come in in the morning and you find a place to work any place to work in the building and on you any floor on any floor in the building and that's just sort of the, the 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 way it is if you need to book a meeting you go online and you book a meeting room and then you know you send out an email but it's just all phone and computer in in random sort of open spaces mm -hmm. and that was seen as the future that was seen as the future and, and a lot of companies started going this way and now that's the past and yeah. now everything is going to be going back to personal space that is kept isolated and clean and walls for the safety of and for the safety else. of everybody. Yeah. And it's so wild that we as a we as a company, this company here and especially this building, they transformed into an entirely new culture and left the other one behind. And now they're going to have to sort of revert back to some of those old practices. But how do you do that when you have the amount of people that work in this building where you've taken all that away? Yeah. And where we're located, there's actually two towers. Yeah. So you're talking thousands of people. And I don't know if you guys remember, but right before the lockdown happened, the stay-at-home orders happened, right? 
we're on the second floor where the radio station is. Yeah. The third floor, the one right above us, this area here, they were doing construction. They had like just started. Yeah. And I believe this was the very last floor in the entire project that's been going on for five years. Five years now. Yeah. I think that was like the last floor that they were converting. Oh, so they into, just finished? Yeah. I don't even know if they finished because they were still doing the construction right before the lockdown happened. Yeah. Yeah. But it's going to be interesting to see cubicles yeah. come back into offices, Do you think though. Like, because I, uh, you know, walking by Starbucks, you see how things are and they have a massive pexiglass wall where you can't go down. Why don't you thing. ever say the L? Mm -hmm. Pexiglass. No. No, no what? You said that last week too, and we didn't it's say anything. Plexiglass. It's, it's no. plexi plexiglass. Plexiglass. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you're standing behind the plexiglass, right? So yeah. there's a big wall of plexiglass, and you used to be able to walk up and watch the barista make the coffee while you're looking at me like that. Okay, yeah. And now you have to walk Why in. Why do you say and it like that? Isn't it barista? <laughs> okay. Nobody says barista. Come on now. I won't even let you get away with that one. <laughs> let me ask my question. Yeah. So you would st now you have to go and stand at the plexiglass and they hand you the <laughs> the blarista. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I simply want to know if you'll ever be able to go in and hang out at Starbucks ever again. That's just yeah. A I don't know. Question. I don't know. I don't know. You know what? I, don't know I what think that you looks will. Like. I think you will. But unfortunately, I think all these dividers all the the separation that you see the clear plastic i think you're going to see those everywhere for the yeah. next little while really huh yeah yeah it's not going to be as uh as much of a social atmosphere as mm -hmm. we're all used to yeah uh jenny says here uh, is there a style that at some point in your life you really tried to pull off but you couldn't oh jeez yeah. No, but I don't think that you know at the time that you can't pull it off. I think that when you're trying a new style and you go all in with it, I think that you... I disagree. I think that you you don't know that you can't pull it off until no. years later sometimes, no? No, when I used to go clubbing, I would wear um, really tight shirts that didn't go all the way down, like so you'd see my belly button and I used to like... Have so you wear a belly top? Belly top. But why would you go out of the house in that then? Because I thought it was hot. But that's okay. So when did you realize that you couldn't pull that off? The minute I walked out my front door. Right. No, but you still walked out. Yeah. Was, yeah. And I went to the club and I thought it would work. Yeah. And what happened? Well, it's just it, it. people were looking at me like, you're kind of too old for that. Too old? What when did you do of, this? Last what week? What a horrific world is this gay world you live in where you're too old? I was 19. Old. 19 too old. Jeez. And I had uh, blonde tips and I used to have the candy lollipops. Like I was like a candy twink. Oh God! I've never heard the candy twink story. <laughs> Me neither. What did? What was the candy twink's move? Oh, were you just like you know? I guess you were sucking on a like a one of those ring pops, like it was like a pacifier kind of thing. Not like it was a pacifier. No, but it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you would just stand in front of a guy and just suck on a ring pop and hope that no, works. No, you're dancing kind of right. Like you're supposed to act all innocent and young, and you know it's kind of like a turn on kind of thing. Like right. in your belly top. Yeah, in my belly top. So and my gold you, platform shoes. So you were presenting yourself, and I'm I'm not trying to like be disparaging in any way, but you would go out presenting yourself as somebody's fetish, yeah. right? Well, because I, I also found it hot to think like you know I was the young. So your submissive. your your fetish was the sort of older domineering. Kind yeah, of, like the tell me what to do. Right. Okay. Yeah. Interesting how that mm. how that works in that world. Doesn't work that way in the straight world. No, well, no, you know, no. Clubbing, you know, with a ring pop. No, but you could, but you have to go to a specialty club where this just happened in regular clubs. Oh yeah, for it's gays, fly night club. for gays. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, it's interesting to me. So you would do frosted tips and a half shirt and a ring pop. And sometimes glitter makeup. Did it ever work? Oh, yeah. Oh, it did. Oh, yeah. Oh, so then. All right, so, so then why can't, <laughs> why were you saying that you couldn't pull off that outfit then? Because just like looking in the mirror, it was like, or it was what like physically hard to pull off. Is that what you're saying? And that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mocha, did you ever go through a, or test drive a style that you I couldn't would say, pull off? I think in college, maybe. Yeah. I tried to do like a bucket hat or a Kango. What's that? <laughs> like a safari hat? No, no, no. no. But no. a bucket hat and a Kango. Like a fuzzy one? Uh, no. Like a velour kind of thing? Not fuzzy. It was plain. It was plain. Okay. Yeah. Okay. With and your long I, hair? Did I have long? No, I didn't have the long hair then. No. Uh, I did not. I was very self-conscious a couple of times out in public like that. And I was yeah. like, maybe I, maybe this isn't for me. Right, right, right. I'm going right, to go right. back and just stick to ball caps. Yeah. Uh, I... None of my sort of like fun styles or anything like that would I say that I couldn't pull off because I, I could pull them off. And I, I would say that I pulled them off um, very well. A style that I couldn't pull off is I was producing for a TV show years ago when I was still young, like I was still in my 20s. And I thought that you needed to sort of wear a suit, right? Mm -hmm. And I couldn't afford a suit. I was making like, I don't even know, 20 two thousand dollars a year or something like that and i remember i went to moore's when they had a two-for-one sale yeah and i bought two suits for the price of one and two shirts and three ties maybe they gave it to you in like this package it was weird it was like you went to a stereo store and they're like do you want the subwoofer and i was like yeah just throw that in they, they, they set you they set you up with this full package and then I remember I wore suits to work. Um, I started to wear suits to work. And I, I realized it just, I couldn't pull it off. Yeah. Like, because I just wasn't comfortable in them as I am now. Like when I do the TV show and everything else, I wasn't comfortable in the suit. Like it, I looked like I was playing a part and I knew that I didn't fit in wearing the suit. One, because they were cheap suits. Nothing against Moore's, but it's what I could afford at the time mm -hmm. where I went like bottom line, like, and I wore them so much that like they started to wear away. Like I was the guy that would show up with like the suit where like the butt was like sort of threadbare oh, and you could yeah, see yeah. My, my undies through it and stuff like that, right? Yeah, so I couldn't pull that off. Huh. And then and then one day I just stopped. Yeah. I just stopped and I went back to like just a decent pair of jeans. Um, but no, I couldn't pull that off. And I tried. I really wanted to. I really sort of wanted to live that life. But now where, you wear suits I, all where, the time. Yeah, but it's different though because for me, it's not a suit that I wear to work. For me, it's wardrobe, mm. right? Oh, okay, gotcha. It's, there's a difference difference right like that's just what you wear when you do when you do that thing mm -hmm. uh but like what i wear a regular what i wear a suit to go to work no never hmm. never i'm just it's just not me next question reads this would you rather have fingers made of spaghetti or toes made of sausages uh, but, toes? oh but 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 okay yeah you would have to go to the dog park once a week <laughs> <laughs> I would say the, the fingers are spaghetti because you can always raise them above your hand, your head. Yeah, but you can't do anything if your hands are made of spaghetti. No, but when you go to the dog park, they can't reach you, right? Because if it's your I know, toes, but then in your regular life, your how are you gonna like? How are you gonna pick stuff up? Yeah, well, is it cooked spaghetti or not? Because if it's not cooked spaghetti, it's a little harder. No, no, I'm but then they break. Cooked spaghetti, cooked yeah, spaghetti. spaghetti that never breaks. They just sit there and dangle. <laughs> <laughs> now I have, so I have a question for you. Yeah. When you guys, when you guys picture 
fingers made of spaghetti. Are you picturing in your head like each finger would be represented by like 20 or 30 different pieces of spaghetti? That's what I picture. Oh, I'm only picturing five little pieces of spaghetti yeah, coming I'm, off. I'm picturing oh, no. individual like spaghetti strands. No, I'm yeah. picturing like five finger. coming out of each shoe. No, you get five pieces Ooh. of spaghetti. Yeah. Oh, see, that doesn't for make hands. any sense. Right. Well, you only get five sausages for toes. <laughs> yeah, but sausages are thicker. I would 100% say sausages for toes because I could leave my shoes on. Mm-hmm. Right? I could wear big giant boots yeah. to the dog park once a week and also sleep in socks. So Catherine never... You think you think Matthew's going to let you get busy once a year? Sorry. You think Matthew's going to let you get busy once every 18 months with spaghetti fingers? Yeah, but you could do the spaghetti tickle. <laughs> <laughs> with a ring pop. How do you keep the ring pop on that? <laughs> here, there's a great question. Can I skip ahead real quick? Because yeah, I, I don't want to run out of time. No, here. no, no. Let's say you all switched bodies yeah. and rotated significant others oh. with... Out telling them which significant other would figure out first that you weren't you. First? Yes. Well, Matthew would first figure it out. Why? Because somebody's going to try and get busy with him more often. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> Show affection? No. I would go and give Matthew the life he's always wanted in that house. That's what I'm saying. And then he'd be like, this ain't you. No, meaning I wouldn't go near him. <laughs> Wait a minute, something's going on No, I think that uh, I, I w- I'm going to say this I'm going to say this I'm going to say this I'm going to say that If Maury switched bodies with Mocha Yeah Jenna would figure it out quickly Because Maury would have to entertain your son Oh yeah And you have no idea what to do with kids at all Or a woman <laughs> No, no, but the son You're going to have to entertain the son Before the, before the woman Yeah because let me You're tell gonna have you, to get home. and Jenna's going to wonder why suddenly I don't know how to use a lawnmower. No, but I'm telling, I'm saying this is going to happen within the first day, like yeah. within the first afternoon. Here's Jenna how would figure it out. My day, once I get home and I walk through the front door and I take my sneakers and my jacket off and I put my bag down, the very first thing that happens, even before I could even go and give Jenna a kiss mm-hmm. to say hello, my kid grabs me by the hand takes me into his playroom and just wants to play. And he's got all the toys, and we sit there, and my first 30 minutes at home is playing before we sit down to have lunch. Now, is Maury in your body, the first thing that would happen is I would walk in the front door, go to the fridge, find Mm -hmm. something to snack on, try and find your pajamas, and go and lie down. (laughs) Yeah, see? And then Jenna would find out. (laughs) That's when she would would realize. I would, if I switched bodies with Maury, I would spend uh, my entire time in Maury's body ruining his life for when we switched back. And I don't mean ruining as in like doing damage. Uh, what I would do is I would uh, load the dishwasher perfectly. Oh, I would yeah. cook Matthew the best meals. I would keep everything <laughs> spotless. Yeah. I, w- I would do all of those things that Maury can't do. And he would immediately know something's up. I know, but then when we switched back, he would just want me back. <laughs> Right? Where's the other Maury? Matthew would be going around from carnival to carnival looking for the old machine that one of us hit the button and made us all switch bodies. Uh, I would say that if either of you just switch bodies with me, you could come in the house and just lit- just go in the in the in the office and just sit on your computer for a while. Catherine would never even know the difference <laughs> <laughs> until it would all go wrong for you when you would hear the voice, Roz. Are you going to join us or what? <laughs> and then that's when it would that's when it would all that's when it would all go wrong for you guys. Yeah. Uh.
And then you have to go, and then the nighttime. I'm, I would have to, I would have to expose myself. I don't mean like expose myself, uh, but I would have to like if I switch bodies with Mocha. Yeah. Right. First of all, I don't like. I love your kid and everything else, but I think that you act differently when it's somebody else's kid because I'm done with three, uh-huh. and I don't know if I would have the enthusiasm to do three, <laughs> oh. to do three like you do, like you do three. I would do my best, but I think that you would figure it out. My heart wouldn't be in it. Um, but I would say that I would have to do something to give it up before it was bedtime. Right. At Maury's house, would be fine because I would just be sleeping on the couch like Maury does every night, right? But I would, I would have going to... Going into week 12. Yeah, going... Right. <laughs> I would have to... If I switch bodies with Mocha, I would have to do something so blatant where she figured it out before bedtime, right? I think if I switch bodies with you, wouldn't Catherine figure out that it wasn't you when I wasn't in the bathroom for an hour? Yeah, probably. Yeah, if you like went, when I if you went no. three minutes... Yeah, no, no, she would know. No, 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 Catherine would figure it out as soon as Maury went into the kitchen. Or if I went into the kitchen. Because you, Roz, are the one that you are the one that cooks dinner for everybody. Oh, that's right. Yes. Right? Yes, yes. So yes, she'd yes. be like, what the hell? Oh. Like, what's wrong with you guys? Because I'd I'd make three bowls of mac and cheese. But that we don't we have no mac and cheese in the house. Well, I, can I not go and get one? <laughs> sure, yeah. I guess you, you could. Yeah. But then that would be that would tip her off. Yeah, for oh, sure. Yeah. No, no, no. If, I think the course. cooking thing. But if it came to the night, right? Mm-hmm. Like, here's the thing is that if, if it came to the night, now we presumably in this situation don't know if we're ever switching back, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. It yeah. does not say that. I know, but we don't, it doesn't say that we do switch back. Okay. Either. Let's say, let's say we, we will eventually. We will eventually. Yeah. Okay. We will, we will eventually. But do we know we will eventually? How does it go in the movies? You don't know. You don't know. Right? Until, until whatever, to. Uh, until whatever the lesson is that yeah. you have to learn you don't is know. learned. So let's I, say I, we don't know. I guess it what will I'm, happen, but we don't know when. I guess what I'm saying is, like, if if I made it all the way to bedtime without yeah. Jenna figuring out that I'm not you, uh-huh. and and we make it all the way to bedtime, and then she comes on to me, right? Comes on to you. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. But it's you. But it's me. Yeah. But I'm in your body. Right. You keep your hands off my wife, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because your moves are not my moves. And my moves are your moves. No. And I don't know. I don't know what to do. Right. (laughs) And you certainly don't know the sounds that we make. No. I don't know any of that stuff. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't know what to do. I wouldn't know what to do. I think that I, if I was in Maury's house, I would just go into the. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Can I say what I was going to say and then you can bleep it? Okay. If you need okay. to bleep it, if it's too much for Maury, right? Okay. Yeah. I was going to say if if it came down to it and I was in Maury's body and Matthew started coming on to me, I would just. <laughs> and then. And then <laughs> tell him. <laughs> Thank God you beeped that. Okay. Good. <laughs> All right. We have nowhere else to go after this. Every week at Kiss925 on Instagram is where you ask your questions, and we will answer them as part of Ask Razamoka. This has been the Razamoka Show podcast. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.